this week on Marvel. Ghost Rider issue four. Kind of makes me want to go back and read one, two, and three. Uh, more Spider-Man, but in a good way. Uh, X-Men starting to tell their endgame before AXE. Uh, obviously Thor Ragnarok. That's something we can't wait to talk about. And uh, a new segment that you'll just have to stay tuned to hear about this week on Marvel. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It is I, Tony, joined as always by Josh and Vinny. Hello. What's going on, it's, everyone? It's been a couple of days. This is the official start of season two. Uh, we're going to keep issues or episodes to about 12 per season. That's uh, about three months every quarter or so. And, uh, you know, we'll keep it uh, loose just to change things up, see what we like doing, what you guys like hearing and moving on. But we are still going to stick with the same basic format, comics, media, and then toys and games as information comes out. But we found that toys and games doesn't really have that much information. So we're replacing it with a new kind of character spotlight, kind of world building uh, segment that we'll get to at the end of the podcast. But for now, uh, we'll lead off with Vinny. Vinny's got a lot to talk about. He's been busy all week. Vinny, tell us about Ghost Rider and why we should be reading it. All right, so we're on issue four now, right? And I picked up issue one. I picked up issue three, and I need to pick up issue four. I'm I'm gonna put this right now. It's a buy for me. So with issue four, we see him. Uh, Giant Blaze is kind of passed out in a gas station. So for anyone who hasn't been reading the series, the Spirit of Vengeance has been kind of like leading them along to all these clues. And man, it has been a ride. Like, it's been literally a ride. So he's been going around the country. Um, Everything just bad happens to Johnny. And like, we were seeing some like, really, I think, gory stuff in this comic. Like, the art is awesome. Right? It's not too over the top where you're like this is too much but like you're you're gonna see blood you're gonna see like some backwards limbs when an accident happens and there's plenty of accidents so i've been like i i enjoy it like like you guys might have read it already but like there are plenty of like reasons why there's like messed up limbs so like like i said we uh start off in a bathroom giant blaze is like naked from the night before and he wakes up and he looks up and he sees exit 666. So as he goes, as he leaves the gas station, he knocks out a guy, steals his clothes, you know, classic Johnny Blaze. And he goes to, I believe, South Dakota, right? And the whole time this is happening, uh, Johnny is being chased by an FBI agent who's also deals in the occult. And so we don't really know what her deal is just yet. And there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. Um, even why Johnny's going on this, like these road trips going around the country or around the world, trying to figure out what's going on. The spirit of vengeance isn't telling him. So eventually Johnny pulls up to his empty town and he goes to another one and then another one. And they all have like, the only thing in common is in these newspapers, they have the, the circus is coming in town. Right. And so he puts some things together. Everyone's missing. Like, it literally looks like everyone got up and walked away, right? Cars in the middle of the street, you know, there's food out. And so eventually Johnny chases down the circus. I, we, at what we believe is the fourth town 
So there's already been three empty t- towns emptied because of the circus. And it's kind it's kind of messed up. So like all the people come in and as they come in, it's like we're not they're not here to like entertain these people. Like they're like, you're here to entertain us. And so we'll see them do all these like like trapeze art, like the trapeze artists will be jumping from like the ropes, but it's like normal people. And like they're they every time they don't catch themselves. So you just see them fall and just like land and it's just and they're like just so much blood. It's it's like it's just it looks kind of wrong when you're reading it. And then like we'll also see, you know, maybe like a lady sticking her head in a lion's mouth, but the lion's eats her. You know, it's not just she does it for show. Like these are all just regular people being hypnotized or something. We even see a scene where a bunch of them get into a clown car and get crushed to death. So eventually, as we go through, uh, Johnny gets there. He finds everything empty, but then it's like watching Akira in just comic format because, like, we just see this flesh ball come out of the ground. It's like all these, like, dead, naked corpses. And it is gross. Like, I looked at that and I was like, I don't like this. Like, <laughs> like I like like some stuff i was like i don't like flesh balls but it's it's a pretty simple story we still don't know what's happening uh we've kind of been told that the spirit doesn't trust johnny right now because the spirit might think johnny's infected with whatever it may be but we're so early in the story we don't know what happens next and from here like the last message we get from the spirit of vengeance is three days hell's backbone rally ride or die and at this cover of issue five, we see looks like Ghost Rider, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Moon Knight all in their own motorcycles racing down the street. So I'm pretty it's a pretty simple series so far. It still has me pretty curious. You know, it's not like uh where Spider-Man left us a cliffhanger and we don't we're not like aware of what's going on. So I've been pretty happy so far reading this. Uh, I, I, so I've also been reading it and I've been enjoying it. Like you said, it, it's not, it's, it's so interesting to just see like the horror from each, cause this is a horror series. This is not like an action pack. This is like something, you know, each episode is out of like some type of, you know, different horror movie. So this one would be like, what if a, one of those scary clown movies meets a Cronenberg movie? Mm. Um, because my favorite part of this this issue is when he tells the like giant multi-person humanoid thing to run home and forget this ever happened and as you see in the shadow it looks like a person running away until you see like the limbs coming (laughs) off of it it's just silly. find your way home and never think of this night again it's like dude how are they going to get out of that um giant multi-person thing um it's it's great it's it's a fun horror comic. It's like it reading a Mortal Hulk, you know? Like, I really enjoyed reading that and just kind of, like, there's bits and pieces that reminds me of a Mortal Hulk. And the silliness of it, but, it, like, it's yeah. so silly in the way that, like, it takes you aback in some of the horrorness. Um, the art... where it's cheesy. Is, yeah, the yeah. art is also really good, you know? Um, so, I think I you're... This up. Yeah, I think if you're a horror comic fan, I think if you like Ghost Rider, uh, this is a perfect comic to pick up. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the uh, the writer for that comic uh, was massively in on Green Arrow and Nightwing. Um, was he? Yeah, he was big on Green Arrow and Nightwing writing uh, for a really long time up until like from we're talking 2016. You know, to present. See, I don't know much. Just started. Um, I didn't until I looked it up. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was like trying to see if he has a, if he cut his teeth on horror, but if he's, it's horror stories are always interesting. Like technically immortal Hulk was a horror story, uh, or, and by horror, like I want people to understand, at least when I say horror, I don't mean like blood, guts, and gore. I mean more like suspense, if anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Like that's how I feel about this. Yeah, well, like, I mean, this less, definitely does have the blood and gore. Oh yeah, of course. But like, that's what I want from all my Ghost Rider. You know, yeah. like Punisher. That'd be like a Punisher story without bullets. I'd be like, what are you? What are, are they, you doing? Get out of here. It's like that. Uh, that Chinese censor that made the terrible mistake of replacing all the red blood with white blood, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he does. It's he like done if they did that in one of those comics. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be great. Yeah. Um. All right. That's like it's always fun to randomly pick a comic, and that's one of the benefits of like why we we do this. Because like sometimes we'll we'll read the general like this is interesting, but then we'll just pick some random comic and be like, wait, this is awesome. Uh, and for yeah. everyone that's awesome, there are ones that kind of suck, and we just don't talk about those. Uh, and you know we do because Vinny keeps reading Spider Punk and <laughs> look. I don't think Sp- that's not fair. I don't think Spider Punk sucks. I think Spider Punk is boring. That's not the same. I think Spider Punk both sucks and is and boring. Is boring. <laughs> you know, I was gonna I was gonna drop Spider Punk after that last issue, but you know, such sense to that I'm doubling down. Uh, I am my own worst enemy at times. So. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll uh I'll go in because I'm just gonna do one comic and Josh is gonna talk about comics for the next six hours. Uh, oh boy! I'll do. Uh, so I'm gonna talk about X Men Red Four because it's one of the two X Men. T- uh, I would is it two titles or three titles? How many X Men uh, titles so, do we read now that we so have to? Read? I would say I have to read. You're reading the main X Men story. I think they're on issue twelve now. So like it's correct. Reading that Immortal X Men. And X Men Red. Yeah, those are the. Three. And then okay, you are reading the other ones if you like the characters in those stories. But yeah, like as a as a matter of fact, now after especially after X Men Red, anything from the other stories, you like they'll if it's important they'll bring it up in Red. Or in, <laughs> yep. In that. I actually uh so just before I get into X Men Red, I want to say that I did go to the uh, uh my local comic book store. And I was like, hey, I'm here to pick up my comics. And uh, it's oh, it's a small, it's a mom and pop. Uh, literally, it's owned by uh, a guy, his best friend, and his wife. Uh, and they've been doing it for like 40 years, so I'm happy. And they have, a, they have a subscription service. You know, if you have a pull list, they will pull the comics and give you a discount because it's a guaranteed sale. Um, you can, if you want, they will let you uh pay for the if it's a a a smaller comic like i this is something i did i said hey i want some variants for gwen um 
and like they're like, hey, just message us on Facebook because they're old, so they still use Facebook, uh, <laughs> right? So yeah, they're like 45, 50, uh, not that old, but like they still use Facebook for their business. So I'm like, yeah, just message them on Facebook with the the because there's a a number and a type of variant, and we'll tell you how much it'll cost because we have to buy that many comics, but we'll give you a discount because you're gonna like. You're basically paying half. So, like, if it's a 50, the way variants work, for anyone who doesn't know, is you get a variant based on how many copies of the issue you order. So, if you order uh, 25 copies, you're entitled to this variant. If you are order 50 copies, you're entitled to this variant. Sometimes they have 100 copies. Sometimes they have 10 copies. But that's generally how they break down variants. And then, of course, there are specialty variants for specialty stores, like... In New York City, uh, Midtown Comics gets their own variant sometimes, uh, and they just come for them. Just you know, it's it's business stuff, no big deal. Uh, so they'll tell me like, "Hey, which variant do you want?" And I'm like, "Well, I, I kind of like Gwenverine, so if you if that one, I kind of want." And they're like, "Well, that one's going to be expensive because it's a comic we normally wouldn't buy." And they'll tell me like, "We'll be completely fair on it, and you know, they'll they'll do whatever they like makes sense." So that's kind of what they do. Uh, I went to pick up comics on Monday and my like my pull list and it was only about a month since the last time I picked up comics but mm-hmm. uh it was like $85 worth of comics is that uh that's a lot of comics I, was, I've been there the I just want to let you know the weight of the bag that they gave me because obviously we uh, I live in New Jersey which they just passed a law that we can't have single-use bags anymore unless you are food service. Food service is the only place that can give single-use bags because carry-out and stuff like that, um, like a restaurant. But, like, yeah. regular places can't do that. But So now they have their own bags, uh, and they're like, yeah, all these places started making canvas bags for, like, not cheaper than we were getting, but, like, having, like... Having a thousand plastic bags made up that was branded, or having five hundred small canvas bags, like the difference was negligible. And realistically, most people like when we run out, they just come back with their comics or their bag because it's a, it's a it's actually like weird. It's it's kind of fits all the comics in neatly. Um, it's a cool bag. So. Uh yeah, eighty five dollars worth of comics. Isn't that the worst? Like I've had that in the yeah, past, like, where like, and that for was three with three months. That's a ten percent discount. They give me a ten because I because I that's the subscription service. See, that's nice. I didn't get so my subscription service. I never got a discount, but they pulled them for me. And for well, three months, I completely yeah. spaced on my comics. Yep. And I showed up because I was moving like three weeks later. So I was like, I better buy them now. It was like four hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm like, uh, and I like I like I know because I told them like, hey, um, there are times when I show up and I'm like, listen, it's been like three months here, and back when it was like Doctor Strange or I only had one or two things on my pull list, I would be like, yeah, man, uh, what what's there? And they're like, oh, it's like forty bucks. I'm like, to be fair, it's been like three months since I've come, so like you could just take that dis like. It's a jerk. Like you pulled those for me. You held them. You could have sold them. Like take the discount away. Like, yeah. Like I appreciate it, but like that's gonna come up. But then sometimes, like today, I was like, 
wait i've been here i've been here a month ago and they're like yeah one of these is a custom and then uh, a variant cover and then you wanted like x-men 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 this 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 and you know like for the last three weeks they've just been pumping those comics out <laughs> so like here's 30 comics 20 comics or something i was like all right yeah sure uh <laughs> you're like your yeah. poor wallet so uh x-men red uh four right we'll we'll keep this so there's there's kind of like uh two stories eh, three stories going on right here and just to give you what it is uh in order there is uh the uh ira cohen council so the mars council is having a conversation about the future uh at the same time there is a great space council of space people uh and then there is a small story about another character who was resurrected and a brand i want to say brand new character but a new to me character uh that's kind of useless and doesn't matter uh so we'll start uh and i'm gonna try to tell them in each story order even though the comic kind of weaves them in so we'll start mm -hmm. with the council of uh arakoa what, what's it called the circle the great ring the I great ring the, yeah yeah uh so magneto uh is on the circle is on the great ring or whatever it the yeah the the meeting moat and storm is obviously the queen uh but in addition to being the queen she is the uh or the empress of, of Araco. uh she is the what's the phrase they use for storm uh, uh reg uh spokesperson for our solar system oh yeah for soul the entirety yeah, soul. of soul yeah so our son is called soul for anyone who doesn't know sol and uh she is the spokesperson for earth mars because uh someone no one would stop her that's a big uh, claim yeah, yeah i'm the spokesperson uh, like what are you gonna do stop me i'll, I'll turn <laughs> Uh, excuse me, I will turn Mercury into a livable planet and then throw it at you. <laughs> but why? Because I'm Storm. Okay. So they're meeting and they're discussing uh, a lot of stuff. They're discussing the reality of, like, Krakoa. Because Arako and Krakoa are sister-brother kind of situations. Krakoa having the ability to resurrect people. Um, they're They're discussing this. They're saying, okay, uh, but Storm's not here. And they're like, yeah, she was called off. We'll get to that later. Uh, the issue is Magneto is trying to present the idea that, like, the immortality uh, is not available to us. And therefore, people on Krakoa should be under our rule. That's what the uh, that's what the Krakoans are saying. Uh, Magneto's like, um, you don't get it. Krakoa is just like a place, right? Like, don't worry about it. The ability for like control and what happens should be for mutant kind, because Magneto is hardcore to the door. As always, mutants are superior. So he comes up with it's this device. Uh, it's not exactly resurrection. What it does is it kind of snapshots your 
synapses uh, at any given time, and you're backed up. So when you're resurrected, your like your synapses will continue, and then will be plugged back into your uh, to your body as you're resurrected. Uh, they're like, wait, that seems better, but we still don't have control over the resurrecting. And okay, no problem. Uh, turns out Magneto then destroys it in front of everybody. He's like, yeah, we're not doing this. Uh, and he tries to explain the the ideas of why. He's like, listen, uh, I am currently terrified of the idea of me, of anyone I know, including you, living forever. Because I know all of us have done horrendous stuff. And I've met immortals, like Apocalypse, and I'm not afraid of death. I'm afraid of what happens when there isn't the possibility of it, when like we will come back. So it seems like he's moving against like Krakoa, the nation of Krakoa, in mm-hmm. saying like we we need death, like. We, we we need to have that. And I will, I'll open it up to uh, conversation and maybe if you cut that uh, at the end. Uh, the second part of the story that's going on, uh, the other important part of the story, is that uh, there is a... Uh, the Shi'ar call an emergency diplomatic meeting featuring uh, the second in command or the, the, the confidant of... Empress Sandra of the Shi'ar Empire, uh, the Kree Skull hybrid uh, Hulkling. Uh, Supreme Intelligence didn't show up. Uh, T'Challa, who I just found out, is the leader of the Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda. Uh, so I have to read Black Panther now because there's a, there's a little bit of a step between <laughs> what I knew and reading that line of text. And I'm like, there's, there's something there. Uh, Something's uh, here. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, a, a storm being uh, the galactic spokesperson for the solar system. Uh, Arako's uh, person who was specifically not there and they gave it to Storm because the, I think Watuka is the name of the person. It's the uh, the what, one of the heads of the, the circle or the ring or whatever it is. Just has no, does not care about galactic politics. Yeah, whatever. Go have this conversation, Storm. Uh, so she kind of like deferred power to Storm. Uh, some sentient cube. That doesn't matter. And of course, Richard Ryder, Nova, showing up from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, they're all gathered. Uh, there's a little bit of a back and forth between T'Challa and Storm, as Josh reminded me before this. Uh, Storm stole one of T'Challa's swords. Uh, they kind of like, hey, it's kind of garbage. And uh, apparently, the Daily Bugle covered the fact that now uh, it's now known to the entire world that mutants can resurrect, not just like a small group. Uh, so it's a big deal. Uh, whatever, no big deal. They're reporting that Zandra has is dead, so she is killed. I'm either happened in one of the uh, X Men issues we don't read, or this is the first, and we'll find out more about it. Uh, she is dead. 
uh, people are missing. And because she's dead, there is now a giant power vacuum of the Shi'ar Empire, which, if I recall correctly, is the largest empire in the galaxy. It is. Even with the Kree-Scroll hybrid, like, their their treaty. Yep, yeah. it's still the largest. Yeah, I think the Shi'ar... So, like, I don't know if we have any possible comparison of scale for how bad it is when the leader of this particular, like group go like like we we as humans in reality can't possibly fathom the power vacuum <laughs> that like an interstellar empire uh, creates for anyone that like is a history buff think of the power vacuum left when alexander the great died and how well that worked out for his empire <laughs> i think it's in between um super guardian and oracle right because like i think because i was reading a little bit of uh, marauders volume two and i read a little bit of i think secret x-men it seemed like those two were kind of having the struggle when i was reading those so i think it's between those two about who's gonna be in charge because super guardian only wanted to be in charge until someone could take the throne they wanted to serve but oracle wanted to i think kind of manipulate some stuff her way but now the problem is with Xander gone I think Oracle wants to step in but Super Guardian I think is trying to take it back to wait for the next heir to take over that makes sense yeah uh, that, that's not in the comic at least I didn't see that but that that does make sense um so uh, it's just what I picked up from Marauders and no, Secret X-Men that's fair uh so they're they're now like discussing this problem and then of course Black Panther being a hero and just being like the smartest guy in the room at all times is like, yo, can we bring her back with Krakoa? Keep in mind, no. Uh, we have no reason to believe that Krakoa, uh, is she a mutant? No, she's not Charles's she daughter, right? She is. She's Charles's yeah, daughter? Yeah, she is. Yeah, oh, that's... I'm sorry. I forgot she was Charles's daughter. Uh, okay. So, um, I'm sorry. Yes, Krakoa can bring back mutants, but nobody else. So let me take that back, at least to our knowledge anyway. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, hey, can we bring her back with Krakoa? Immediately, the giant orb of sentient bullshit is like, nope. Just like, no, no, we're not doing that. No, we are not doing that. And then, uh, you know, and like people are like, well, it'll stop a galactic war. And now this, this AI orb with the snarkiness of Jarvis in the Iron Man movies is like, listen to yourself reversing one death why her why not so and so when does it stop when does earth get to when do, like why does earth the only place that gets to deny death what happens when someone else dies like like there are problems that need to be able to fix that isn't just about immortal dictatorship and <laughs> then he hits with the let me be clear if you try You've already started a war, and it's with me and mine. And everyone's like, uh... I mean, a simple no probably would have slided, but thanks for volunteering so much information. Like, so Richard Ryder is now... So Nova, sorry. Nova's now like, hey, I brought people back to life and stuff in clone bodies and mind recordings and... Nah, I agree. But now everyone's talking about Krakoa. 
Like now everyone's like, hey, why are you getting more immortality? And now we're seeing the problem. Like now we're seeing that the universe itself is like, hey, fuck you. Like, <laughs> like, and, how about you don't? <laughs> and not even from the perspective of like, we want it. More from the no one should have this. Yeah. Um, and then the entire time Storm is just like, adorable. Adorable that you think you have any say in what we do. <laughs> like, if we're going to bring back Zandra, uh, like, that's fine. Now it's a hard cut. We see Professor X sitting in a chair. Uh, he's still in Phantom X's body, so let's kind of remember that. Uh, is like, hey, just so you know, he knows. How do we, how do I know he knows? Because he's the most powerful telepath that we've ever met. And then it cuts to Professor X, and he's like, hope, confine the five, sinister, construct the DNA sequence. He is like, you are bringing back my baby girl. <laughs> so we are about to see Professor Xavier start a war. Like we, this uh, this is a great issue, uh, and the entire time everyone's like, Aurora, um, uh, like, are you are you sure is what you want to do? And she's like, listen, let me be very clear, um, I'm here to help you understand, not to listen to your opinions. If we're going to bring Zandra back, it's our it's our choice. And I'm going to leave now. Just so you guys know that you don't get to decide what we do. So now the X-Men are big swinging dick. The entire universe. <laughs> like, oh. this, this is the moment. Like, now we know why, like, everything is going to fall apart. Yeah, it's going to be like that. And here's the problem. They're going to win. You know what I mean? Like they're like the X-Men now are going to win. Even if even if for like a theoretical hypothetical of like like but that's kind of the little secret like Magneto is against it to begin with. But he's not completely against it. He just doesn't want it to be like all mutants are immortal at all times. Uh Storm is more like, we'll do whatever we got to do, bro. I don't care about the rules. The rules are what we make them. We can bring people back to life. And we're also, like, I can make storms in space. You control metal. Charles Xavier knows everything. We're going to figure this out. But who's going to beat us? We were the only people that were beating us before. And, of course, the inhuman Terrigen mist that gave them cancer. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that got written away real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's... It's pretty much everything. Finally, uh, Nova show, like walks out, and he's like, "Hey, uh, just to let you know, uh, I'm not really on either side. I just gave you my opinion, but like, you probably want to have like you're gonna have a lot easier time, uh, if you're not a cunt." He doesn't say it that way. <laughs> But he, like, he does. Um, So, like, maybe just let me chill on your planet. Because I know I'm not allowed on Krakoa. But, like, just make me chill on Arako. And uh, I'll just let you know if I see things that historically have been very bad for, you know, 
civilizations, especially early civilizations. And Storm's like, yeah, sure, whatever, dude. Like, it's... She, she even hit, no, yeah, like, you cannot stress how little she cares. And she, she even hits him with a line that I think is, like, you could read it two ways. Um, it's uh, either patronizing to the nth or, like indifferent completely but there's no like she doesn't mean it honestly having your your and your is in like like italics like you know she like she's emphasized having your perspective certainly won't hurt us like it, it's such a either you're gonna agree with us or you don't matter enough for us to give a shit like it is so like all right yeah sure like live in the doghouse whatever uh the third story is about uh, a rock person who feels uh, a rock mutant who feels garbage about being a rock mutant and sunspot is trying to convince the rock mutant that they can hang out on Araco because it's a little bit better than krakoa for people that look like rock people I can uh, uh, actually use yeah. more information on this character if you want. Oh, yes. I'm done now because I did not care about any of those two parts of the story. I just kept was like, ah, yeah. It's like it's like if you're if you're eating steak dinner, but every like couple of bites of steak, they're like, and now it's time. You must shove the Brussels sprouts in. I'm like, I like Brussels sprouts. I'm cool with Brussels sprouts, but can I just eat the steak and the mashed potatoes first? And I'll deal with the Brussels sprouts as I want. They're like, Brussels sprouts now. All right, fine. I'll stop eating the food I like to read a little bit about this food that I'm okay with. Uh, please, go ahead, gentlemen. So for wrong, his name's Wrong Slide, right? His and... name is Rock Eye. <laughs> wrong Slide is what they call him, yeah, though. Yeah. So like wrong slide is just rock slide. But what happened was during the like prequel to Swords of X, uh he died in Otherworld and when they tried to revive him since uh his memory was overwritten like in Otherworld, they can't properly revive him. So like that version of like the original version of Rock Slide was essentially corrupted. Yeah, anyone and who dies in Otherworld, which is the place the like King Arthur's court place, uh, they can't be brought back. Yep. So this is the uh, first person to actually not be resurrected fully. And so wrong side is his own that. character now. No, I'm just telling you, I don't believe that. Oh, like, yeah. They could always that's change That's such that an later. arbitrary, yeah. like, like, I'm like, yeah, 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 you could resurrect everybody except anyone who dies in garbage like, world in a story we don't pay attention to. The disrespect they did the rock slide and he died, right? Is he he got killed, like they fucked up his revival, and then they used his corpse as a fucking like garden with rocks. So and that's where like the people would meet the other people with the swords. They met on his corpse. Like, they all stood on one part of his body. They made him to like essentially just a garden background, and they just left it there. And then they just kind of like effed off and never talk, talked about it again. I love this issue. It it starts tackling um, like the, the issues surrounding 
you know, the mutant immortality. Cause up until now it's kind of been like either like a cheeky thing of like, Oh, I can die and it's not an issue or it's just been kind of like a, this is a positive thing. And I think this issue is really where it starts tackling, you know, why this is not a good thing. So you have Magneto who's saying, you know, without the fear of death, we're less likely to accomplish good things. Um, and he's like, I don't want to do that. Uh, we have the political turmoil of like what happens when one of the players in the political game are not just functionally immortal, actually immortal. Um, and then we have the issue of rock slide of like what it means to be brought back because when you get brought back, that's the reason why it takes the five is each person kind of adds a part of you back together, kind of like a, a recipe. So you have elixir to kind of heal the body. You have hope summers to kind of heal the, uh, the mutant side of you, like your powers. Cause that's what she does is she amplifies those. And then you have rock slide, who is this person who's brought back, but with none of the memories of the original person. So while physically it's him, like philosophically and mentally, it's not a different person. So everyone is like, see it's like walk it's like seeing the corpse of your friend walk around but it's not your friend it's some guy named steve mm -hmm. and steve is just really happy to see the sun and flowers but like you just get the daily reminder that your friend is dead and walking around staring at the sun and flowers yeah even though like even like his mind is like completely different like you actually notice physical changes too which i thought was interesting so they kind of update his look at the same time yeah so I really do like how the Araka were like death, like or the Iraqans or Iraqi, whatever. They're like, yeah, if without death, life sucks. Like, let's yeah, appreciate the... life by like not giving ourselves and, and that seems to be where this giant schism is happening. Where like the X-Men seem to be kind of like all William Nilsoms. <laughs> like willy nillying the like ah whatever if we die we'll come back and um they're bringing people back which is devaluing the 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 the, the death like it's right. devaluing the accomplishments accomplishments in life but at the same time like storm doesn't care because storm knows that no one's like storm knows she's not going to die. And if she does, she will come back. Well, uh, that that's the thing um, is storm as we know it. Uh, because if we're to led to believe what Magneto says is that little technosphere has both storm and Magneto's backups in it. And he just crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> there's other helmets. So I believe that hold backups, right? But the backups are only for people who aren't on Krakoa. Yeah. They could just bring so, Storm's body to Krakoa. Yeah, I so I don't know how that's going to work. And it might have all, honestly, it could have also just been a fucking, I'm sorry, excuse me, a ploy of, uh, you know, Magneto to get the Great Ring to trust him. Yeah. Which, but like. Or so, Magneto could have done it against Storm's wishes. Like, we don't know yet. Or, exactly. Um but I think he, I think he definitely crushed his backup because when he said I don't fear the autumn or you know I fear the winter. He's, I'm in the autumn of my life. I fear the life. winter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and he's 
I think he's he's done. He you know he wants out. He what he left the Quiet Council. He left Krakoa. You know which you would think like Magneto of all people. Now that you finally have a mutant paradise for them, why would he leave? Uh, he was begrudgingly dragged into his seat on the Great Ring. I think Magneto's just done. I think he wants his way out. Um, you know he had he was involved in while it was good for the um all of mutant kind he was involved in the cover-up of the supposed murder of scarlet witch so like i think he's just done and over he's like everything about this whole mutant immortality thing has just i think in his eyes gotten out of hand and like you said devalued the meaning of someone's life and so i think he wants out I agree. Uh, I want to kind of backtrack on something I had said. Uh, I don't think that the the wrong slide sunspot was nothing. Yeah. Uh, I think this entire issue from Soup to Nuts was phenomenal. Uh, and if you haven't been following X-Men Red, good. Because now you can read this one and you'll be like, wait, what? Why? What's happening? And you'll, you'll catch up. You'll catch yourself up. Uh, I think that uh, this is what I... This issue is something I like to call, like, well-delivered story. It has Mm -hmm. world-building. It has... You know what it felt like? It felt like an episode of TV show. It felt like they were following three different stories, and there were natural breaks in the conversation, and those natural breaks still told the entire story. We now know more... Even that wrong slide part of it, we know more about everything, everything. Yep. More about Krakoa, more about Arako, more about the mutants, more about Professor X, more about Resurrection. Like, we know more about every aspect of the story that they've set up. And even if you had, hadn't read it before, you're like, wait, wait, mutants can never die? Like, it was a, I, I want to say it was a perfectly delivered story. Um from the perspective of like somebody reading for the story. Uh so I do like it. I just the the rock slide one I felt like maybe that one could have been one of those, you know, when they finish the issue and then they give you a couple of pages of like some other yeah. story. That could have been I, that one. I feel like that might have hit a little bit better, but that's a like that's an editing issue that I uh, who am I, right? Uh, I agree. That's just how I would have liked it. I don't think also, it, it was art. Inter- huh? The uh, the art style of this entire issue was really good Mm -hmm. oh yeah i'm uh i'm excited for number five like this is a perfect comic to be like all right what happens next like i want to know it's like it's hard to find some stories nowadays for me at least where i'm like it'd be like i need the next issue right now and this was like one of those this is the issue where i was like i cannot wait for x-men red number five and then also we have the hellfire gala coming up so like what's gonna happen there after the events of this you know yeah so um because i mean the hellfire event uh, number one starts next week mm-hmm. does, yeah uh, axe eve of judgment also starts next so week. It's, so yeah so we're like coming from this and immediately going to that and i'm and i'm yeah. super hyped and then the official, because so what they're doing is they're doing Eve of Judgment, which is probably going to be like, you know, the alpha for Judgment. And then 
in two weeks on the 20th, that's when we get judgment. Uh, that just, whole storyline. And I do want, uh, normally we would save this for the end. Um, uh, there is uh, X, Immortal X-Men 4. Uh, there is uh, Eve of Judgment. Uh, and what's the other? Hellfire Gala. Uh, Hellfire Gala. Those are the three issue the comics that we are going to cover next week. I don't care. Who, I don't care. Like if there's other, there's other stuff. There's Daredevil number one, uh, with actual OG Daredevil back again. So I'm interested in that. Yeah, may, if we have time. Uh, you know, there's Marauders four. Interesting. Fine. Punisher number four. Yeah, uh, all of it. Wow, great. Captain Carter four. Not really, but okay. Uh, the uh, Spider-Man Exodus 4. There's plenty of comics to cover next week. Fortnite versus Marvel again, uh, number number two. Like there's next week's a big, like solid week for comics. But in the same way that we're gonna talk about Thor Ragnarok because it's the biggest thing, uh, Axe, Hellfire Gala, and Immortal X-Men 4 are the most important stories going on in Marvel right now. The dead is there, like in the comics. That is the uh, the ma massive event that they're setting up. So I, I th those are the things that we should talk about. And again, it could just be like Hellfire Gala is always some garbage event where people just look cool. So that could be like a quick thing we can cover too. We can cover. So Vinny can get his spider punk in, you know, if he wants <laughs> to do that. Uh, and we can talk about Savage Avengers 3. Oh my God. Wow. Next week is all of Vinny's garbage comics. Wow, we knock it off in one podcast. Perfect. Vinny, Punisher. I'm just gonna punish. Now, punish is actually not bad. That's not fair. Yeah, punish is not bad. Just put me in front okay. of Mike for like 40 minutes. And I'll just talk about all three. We'll just drop it on its own. Yeah, we're just gonna we're, like we're just gonna. I'll do the intro, and then Josh will will say something, and then we're just gonna go play a game of League of Legends. And by the time it's done, whenever you're done talking. We'll just be like, all right, and then hear the comics that uh, you guys can hear about. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a very kidding. busy week next week. Yeah, there's a lot of the lot. Next week's a lot of with comics. It's gonna be hard to kind of narrow them down. But uh, as before, we talk about next week. Josh, talk about Amazing Spider-Man Five because we are this deep in, and one yes. day they are required to give us information. They are, and you get okay. Let me preface this. You get one line, but it is the start of them starting to feed us information of what the hell happened in Pennsylvania. So I w there, it's not like they reveal the whole thing, but we are starting to get the picture of it. And I think that's where the storyline is moving to in the future. Because right now, so what we're dealing with in this issue is the aftermath of Tombstone's you know, great gambit of let me use Spider-Man to uh, eliminate my competition. So last issue, he tricks Spider-Man into thinking he's stopping some type of major ploy of his goons to dress up like the Rose to, you know, do this, you know, huge shootout thing and kill a bunch of innocent people. When in re reality, he tricks Spider-Man into going into the Rose's base itself and just eliminating them. So now they're completely out of the prime syndicate power struggle that's been going on. Spider-Man's like, I just got got. 
and uh, Tombstone is now playing happy family with uh, his daughter and her new fiance, who happens to be Spider-Man's best friend. So that's where we're at. Um, we've realized, you know, we kind of start seeing the dominoes fall into place of Tombstone's plan working out for him. He's now started to move into the Rose's territory. Um, and if anyone who's been following, remember last issue, Black Cat was looking for Spider-Man and she finally finds him as he's just getting home from this. And we see Peter Parker's face and it looks like he's the elephant man, just of how much it's swollen and bloodied. And he just looks completely defeated. And uh, Black Cat says, you know, it's because your heart is broken and your body's broken, but I don't mean in an injured sense. She goes, you've been playing injured since the accident with Ben, and I'm not talking about your body. So we finally now know that whatever happened in Pennsylvania was between him and Ben Riley. And I don't know if it ends up with him killing Ben or because Ben was like chasm at the time. Ben has gone off the deep end. So Ben is insane right now. Even if you're reading Scarlet Spider, which I am, even though we're not talking about it, Ben is not in a good spot. No, he's not. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying is we finally get to the idea that, okay, now the pieces are starting to fall in place of whatever happened in Pennsylvania now involves Ben and some like something bad happened and we're starting to get those pieces and it wasn't just a bodily injury. This was something that, you know, has shaken Peter to his core. So uh, then the issue ends with him kind of in a truce with uh, Tombstone, where he doesn't go to the crime fan families and say that him and Tombstone have been working together because that was the crime family's concern of now Spider-Man's on Tombstone's side because obviously that would tip the power scale and otherwise uh tombstone will kind of just go back to doing normal crime stuff and none of this you know plain spider-man type thing and also spider-man gets back at him and ruins all of his product by sicking a digger on uh uh tombstones like one of tombstones warehouses uh, and then we also see Peter trying to start patching things up with Aunt May, because remember, Aunt May yeah. is even sick of him, and they're kind of starting to work things out now, too. So we're I think the, the tombstone arc of this series is over, and now we're going to start dealing with whatever happened in Pennsylvania. I'm happy so, we stuck with it. Yeah. Um, I, one, the arc ended well. It was well-written, and it gave us, I don't want to say a bad character, but it gave us like a C-list character, and we were forced to accept the fact that Tombstone was a threat, and maybe not to like Peter normally, but to Peter now. Mm Mm-hmm. And you saw Peter's life changed. Like, Peter's life, like... From issue one to issue five, Peter has gotten his shit together. Yep. This has kind of been a wake-up call for him, almost. Yeah. 
that so, he needs to stop being a sad sack for whatever happened because it happened. You can only deal with in the future. Um, and you got to move forward. Uh, it, the, the, the first five issues, which I criticized and I had my issues with, and I still do have my issues with, but like, like we agreed like two or three weeks ago, I'm going to stick with it because either they're going to disrespect me by not giving me anything, or this is going to all come together. And it did. It came together very well. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm very interested in what number six is going like, this is, if you haven't read, if you've just been listening to us, or if you don't care about Spider-Man five, now is the time to read issue six. So you now know that issues one through five are, uh, going to be more relevant as more information comes out, but they are the story of a broken man coming back this isn't the standard issue we hate peter parker uh for the writers they did of course hire writers who hate peter parker but there was a reason because <laughs> there's a storyline reason why peter was a sad sack can't win uh at least the inkling of one so i'm very excited to see where this goes yeah um and remember uh so back in issue one they hinted at Doc Ock, and we get to see the cover of issue six. And it's not just Doc Ock. It is all of the Sinister Sticks. So we see Electro, or yeah, Electro. We see uh, Vulture. We see Mysterio. We see Doc Ock. It looks like Sandman's hand in the back. And then we also see Craven. So we are now out of this, you know, D-list Spider-Man villains, and we're back into... Here are the big guns, and it looks like they're all coming after Peter. Oh, no, no. Uh, I would totally like, an A S tier Spider-Man villain. <laughs> I, I I would like to give you guys exactly three pieces of information on this. Uh, the first is the three variants that matter. Uh, the sixty. I'm sorry. There is the uh, Hellfire Gala in which Spider-Man is wearing the coolest costume i've ever seen um it's it's so cool that if it became spider-man's actual costume uh it would be less cool that's how cool it is it's like the fact that he's only wearing like this is his his uh what's it called uh his sunday best is amazing uh there is a peach it's called the peach momoka variant uh, the previous one was the hellfire gal variant this is the peach momoka variant and of course it's Gwen. Uh, it's just a picture of Gwen. That's this. It's it doesn't have anything to do with anything. It is literally just a picture of Gwen. Uh, and then the third variant is the Rico variant, where it's it's MJ uh, drawn the way you want MJ to be drawn. Uh, so those are the three variants for this one. And I I generally don't like to talk about variants because, uh, like. All every like, it's a matter of taste, right? Like I think this looks cool. I don't. This costs more money. This doesn't. Uh, blah 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 blah. Whatever. Uh, these are three unique and very cool variants for a uh, ASM. And uh, if you look into them, you're probably gonna be like, all right, I'll pick that up. That looks that looks worthwhile. 
um, as far as that's concerned. So yeah, uh, Josh, you still on pole with Amazing Spider-Man? You still on weight? What are you on? Uh, I'm definitely now moving into the uh, the pole. This is, you know, like this was kind of like the introductory chapters, but I think one they pulled off a twist that I I personally wouldn't have seen coming. That was really good. Um, and now we are starting to get the hints of that giant teaser Easter or you know foresh past shadowing um, that they gave us in issue one, both in what happened in Pennsylvania and kind of the bombshell of like the Doc Ock appearance at the very end. So, um, and to put things in a little bit of a different, just so everyone's on the same page. Um, you can uh, easily see that they, they Marvel releases covers of what the issues are going to look like uh, months in advance. So uh, ASM six, seven, eight, nine, and ten are all released. Uh, I like to look at them because I always like to see where the story is going. Uh, I don't care about looking at the next cover because it's the next one, right? But. Uh, mm -hmm. If you do go ahead a little bit further and see seven, eight, nine, and ten, you're gonna be like, "What? What's happening? Uh, yeah, why? So, so things are getting a little crazy. Uh, and apparently, uh, the Judgment Day uh, event is going to last a little bit longer than we originally anticipated. That's all. I yeah, can say it, on that it is. It is there. I think it is. Like I said last time not last week but last episode i think it is going to be the biggest comic event of the year for marvel um i think it, i know i that, think it's going to be yeah like longer because they did nothing for the last two years yeah i know they're they doing no crossovers like um there's like a spider-verse event that's happening at the end of the year but i don't i think that's just i don't even think that's going to be relevant to the overall um spider-man story i think that's just going to be like a kind of story fun storyline to celebrate the 60th anniversary of spider-man and uh it's all going to be you know axe judgment because it's not just um the mutants that are involved it's going to be the avengers and i'm sure more people are going to be pulled in from outside of that as well so Fair. but um yeah, so Spider-Man definitely got better, and I'm glad that they, you know, he's kind of pulling it together himself, not just for the character, but gosh, for the story, because I don't know if I could have stuck around for Sad Sack Peter Parker for 10 or 12 more issues. <laughs> Guess what you're getting. No. Sad uh, Sack Peter Parker for 10 or 12 more issues. I have uh -huh. a roommate by the end of this. Yeah, right. Just uh Alright, that's fair. I think that's it's an hour's worth of comic conversation right there. That's not bad. Yeah. So let's move into unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about, let's move into Um just real quick, touching on sure. um just keeping in the Spider Man vein, Spider Man twenty ninety-nine Exodus uh had a really cool issue this week uh that's worth checking out. You get to see the 2099 uh version of the avengers face off against uh the masters of evil basically so that was a really fun issue 
And then the two uh, Captain America storylines, both the Steve Rogers and uh, Sam Wilson, both had new issues that uh, are leading the story in interesting places. So if you like those characters, I would recommend checking those out as well. Uh, maybe around the third of each, we'll kind of go back and do a double. Yeah, up. when that we have time. Fair. Yeah, there was a but, lot. Uh, there was a lot. Definitely, they are. You know, they they kept the story going from the first one. There's a lot of like, it's it's a lot of like spy intrigue kind of going on. It feels like a a James Bond movie almost. Fair. So, uh, here's what I want to do because we're gonna talk about Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I want to just right now give a spoiler-free quick, not synopsis, just whether you liked the movie or didn't. Don't talk about what it was. And then at the end, as is tradition, we will will give a spoiler review. Uh, So I'll let anybody who wants to start, start. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Vinny, it was ahead. a fun, yeah, it was a fun movie. You know, like I, and I couldn't write like he like take any notes. So I was so like I felt so involved in the movie because it was just, it was goofy humor. Mm-hmm. I had a blast. I like goofy humor, so like maybe for me, I was like, this is amazing. Uh, you know, I was kind of worried about casting a little bit, but like all everyone did great. I uh. It was just an all-around fun movie that I think if you're trying to go out on a date night or you're trying to, like, take your kids to see something, it's a great one to take. Do. I agree. It's also, it's, but I will say it's getting a little bit more adult like the Eternals. You know? I did notice that. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. It's definitely going for an older audience. I I think what uh, what TD is... Maybe... In, not in like some not parts. like a, some parts. Like, I'm saying some jokes. Yeah, it like, was definitely it, not meant for like a kid. I th- I think I heard like one or two curse words. Like I think he's trying to push with like how much they'll let him get away with. Um, you know, I think we're still a long, long way away from a Marvel movie dropping the f bomb. But I could feel like he wanted to. You know. Oh yeah. Um, they have that and energy. then. Like, I don't think, I think if he had his way, we would have gotten a full frontal of Chris Hemsworth. But, um, but, or, John, or anything. By but his, like, do you mean Chris Hemsworth himself or Taika Waititi? Because yes. I yes. do oh. believe both of them are like, let me show my peener. Yeah. That's from the trailer for what it's worth. Uh, so, yeah. Um, we would have saw more of the orgy joke they made. Exactly. Um, but no, I, I had, so I made the mistake, and I'm going to tell anyone who's listening, don't make the mistake I did, which was reading the critics' reviews of Thor that came out beforehand um, because they paint a – what I don't, I don't know if it's an unfair or I just maybe an overly harsh painting of the movie. I agree with what you just said. I and think I the think- critics are too harsh. I think they are, and I think the reason why is because of how good Ragnarok is that I think any sequel to that movie was maybe doomed from the start just because of that. Um, Because I read the reviews and I was like, man, 
this does not paint a good picture. And then I went in and I genuinely had a good time. Is it the best movie that's ever been made? No. Is it the best Thor movie that's ever been made? No. Is it a good, <laughs> fun movie? I just yes. want you to keep saying no. <laughs> I just want you to be like, is it a movie? No. <laughs> no. But no, I it it is a fun movie. And honestly, is that not like what you're going to a Marvel movie for? Like, I, I honestly, that's kind of where I'm getting fresh. Like, what is you? you we'll go into detail go, on that one. No, but that's yeah. a really good point. Uh, like that is that is you know because I think I get I I don't think I like take this personally, but like some schlack from Tony and Vinny on like being a quote unquote Marvel defender, but like. I think it's because my standards are lower and that my standards are, did I go into the Marvel movie and have fun? If yes, here is my movie. Um, and no, so yeah. that's, that's, I agree where I was at. Yeah. And, yeah. um, so go see, I say good movie, not as good as Ragnarok, but if you're like, can go in not expecting Ragnarok, which I think is an unfair standard then I think you will also have a good time. Okay, so my turn. Um, yes. It is worth the cost of admission. I have seen it twice. Uh, I went to see it, uh, leaving the first time. I, I enjoy, I was happy. I was, mm -hmm. I was in a good mood. Um, I enjoyed the good parts of the movie and there were a lot of them uh i i didn't really see things uh until my second viewing so because of that i'm going to say if you haven't seen thor ragnar uh thor love and thunder yet um go do so uh the movie is 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 fun uh it is good uh, if you don't like Taika Waititi's style of direction, um, this is not going to change your mind. Like if, if he's yeah. done, he's done plenty of things before this. If you weren't happy with Ragnarok, this does this isn't Ragnarok. Um, there are parts of Ragnarok. There are specific t styles of Ragnarok that were in this movie. So if you enjoyed Ragnarok because of, I'm not going to go into details, but say you really liked Korg because you thought he was funny. Well, you're going to get your Korg. And say oh, yeah. you say you hated uh, um, something else. Well, it's probably going to be there. You know, like I don't want to, I don't want to do spoilers yet. So it if basically, if you really liked Ragnarok, you will probably really like this movie. Uh, if you didn't like Ragnarok, you will probably not like this movie. And if you were like, it was okay, that's probably how you'll feel about this one too. Uh, I, I thought, it, I think it's worth the price of admission. And that's the highest praise I can give. You know what I mean? Like, go spend mm -hmm. $20, $25 at a movie theater for a ticket and popcorn and soda. Go with friends. Um... You're yeah, not... it's definitely worth bringing friends. It's a fun experience. But Josh did say something, and I'm, I'm going to get this in so we have time to think about it before we go into our spoiler review. Um, 
Josh said, why are you going to Marvel movies? Is it not to have fun? And that is incredibly important because when we start talking about the movie uh, in detail, if you were going to Marvel movies for any reason but the fun of it, uh, like if you were looking for continuity story, continue, uh, uh, information about the future, uh, character development, world building, you might have a different opinion than we have right now. Or you might have what I think is called the second viewing approach, uh, but we'll get into that later. Uh, so I do think I do yeah. think the fun is yes, this is one of this is probably the most fun movie of the year. I, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh and I could say that seriously. Like I, I was like, no, this is great. Um and that's all I'll say on that topic for now. Yeah. Well we'll talk more about it. Yeah. Yeah, there, for now. I have more I'll expand more on like that kind of line of thinking when we get into the review because it, it does like you said it is a very important uh i get i guess premise or viewpoint of like when you're going into this movie yep so all right so let's talk about ms marvel because we've uh, skipped a week so we have two episodes episode four and episode five to discuss we don't have to go into detail um but it is uh, you know, days after, so uh, mm -hmm. and it's a TV show, and you don't need to have Disney Plus to watch it. Wink. So you should have seen it if you are interested. And if you're not interested, or you just want to hear us talk about it, that's also cool. Uh, I I know Vinny kind of missed a little bit. He's been busy. Uh, yeah, middle of a move so right this'll, now. So this will basically just be me and Josh kind of bouncing it off. I. Uh, I'm going to say something and I will let Josh fight me back on it. Well, I'm depending on what you say, I might agree or disagree with you because I've had, I have some thoughts okay. as well. That's on. what I'm saying. Um, Ms. Marvel is a four episode TV show that they have stretched to six episodes. I agree. I would say it's a five episode TV show, but like, I, I, I feel, I feel what you're saying. And that's exactly how I feel is that it's this kind of middle or lit, I guess like 75% section has been felt stretched out. Like these last two episodes definitely could have been one episode. So, and it, it's even apparent in the fact that episode five was 10 minutes shorter than all the other episodes. I think it was like 40 minutes long. Yep. So, and I, I am enjoying the series so far, but these last two episodes definitely felt like the magic that they had in the, the first two to three episodes is I won't I won't say it's gone because that implies that it can't come back, you know, um, and we don't know if it's gone because we haven't seen episode five, um, but it, it it feels missing, it feels lacking. Like 
the things that made me love it, you know, when they were doing things like in the background, like where her brain and her imagination was like doing graffiti on the, the walls and stuff, that kind of stuff has been missing. And I don't know if it's because they're like, well, that was just her daydreaming about superpowers. And now that she's doing superpower things, you know, she's not daydreaming about it, but like anyone that knows the character of Miss Marvel is that even after she becomes a superhero, she's still a fangirl. Like, so I hope um, that so maybe most, that comes back. Most TV shows, most, and this is true, start with something called a pilot. Um, a pilot is uh, you scrounge up money to shoot and a, uh, a sample of your story. Um, most TV shows start this way. And that's including Netflix, for what it's worth. Uh, but that's just how TV shows work. You shoot a pilot, uh, and it could be weeks, months, or years from the pilot being shot to the show getting picked up. These are this is the industry slang called like options and, and blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm not trying to bore everybody with with paperwork. None of the Marvel shows are pilots, and the reason why is do me do yourself a favor. Think of a TV show that existed in history. Um, Smallville was the one that I can I always think of when I I'll think. I'll give of you pilots. the the best example of sure. pilots that I can think of. The It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia pilot was shot for less than $100 and is now, I think, on its, like, 13th season. And oh, the, it was yeah. shot for less than $100 on a camcorder in their apartment with not even the original or the cast that they were going to go into this show with. Like, they had a completely different... They, they didn't different, have Danny DeVito. Like, Mac yeah, was they didn't different. Have, Dennis was... They didn't yeah. have D... It was like Charlie Mack and Dennis. Yeah, D was a different guys. character who was a knight. Who was like a, yeah, a completely was like a, different red, person. It was like I think it was uh, I think it was Mack's girlfriend at the time because again yeah. this was shot in their apartment. Um, like yeah, right. so they had a pilot and like it was like kind of it was just like what if like four friends were really bad people but then. You know, they didn't even have the concept of like, what if they owned a bar and all. It wasn't these other even called "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," yeah. right? It was called. Uh... I don't know why we both know this and didn't know this about each other. Yeah, um, <laughs> did we just become better friends knowing our love? I of, think of so. This what show? Uh, we have so much more room for activities, but um, the point is, is that Marvel these Marvel shows because they have the backing of Disney. Um, they are greenlit and then they don't have to go through that kind of, we have to convince people to pick up this show. Like it, it's these, more than these, that. They, they're coming from they, the top down. There's like, yeah. It's a top down design philosophy. We're going to make a Ms. Marvel show. We announced it. Now let's yeah. find the people for it. Like, and it's such a different world because, and you could see it. Right. And that's what I'm saying. The pilot of Ms. Marvel, the first issue, which wasn't officially a pilot because they knew it was happening, but it felt like a pilot. It felt like they pulled out all the stops. They had cool stuff. They had uh, uh, interesting camera angles. That remember the camera angle that I, I, I mentioned in the first. Oh, when they, she was uh, like on the couch. To, 
No, yeah, when no, she was talking to uh her creepy um Oh, the guidance uh, counselor. Guidance yeah. counselor and the camera angle comes in and then split views until they're both on half of the side. Yeah. Like that was a fin- like that was cinema cinematography at its finest. It worked really well. The the memes like, hey, the text message chain is here. That was in the first ish episode. And in I think it was episode five was the first time we saw a text message chain like that again. Well, they had been doing the text message chains throughout. That was kind of like one thing. But we like I said, uh, I don't know if it's like part of their storytelling, but they just like didn't do a very good job of conveying it of like she's now kind of lost the wonder of um you know being a superhero but like yeah she doesn't have that same kind of magical look of the world but like yeah where the the kites are like are you free and things like that yeah they've been doing that throughout so that i want to clarify i don't think the show is bad i, I never was just thought gonna the say show that. was yeah. bad I think I'm bored. I, and I think I'm, we're in the I'm, boring section of the story too. And I'm that, not bored because they're taking a trip to Pakistan. I'm bored because their trip to Pakistan was boring. I'm not bored because we're learning about uh they're they're describing a culture. I'm bored because they're not either not doing it well enough or it's 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 like a documentary I could watch on YouTube. I there an episode, I think it was episode three, right? Um, was that the one where damage control that was the wedding? Who, episode three was yeah. the wedding? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when when, when, when Nakia found out, right? Mm-hmm. So like they addressed like, hey, so this local community who is Muslim, I believe. Um Yes, is uh, uh, is getting like like pressure, and they're kind of standing up. But Nakia didn't like the fact that like they're already in enough st- prob like they already have enough problems being Muslim in that area. I guess. Uh, I mean, I know yeah. Jersey City. No, they don't. But uh, well, sure. no, um, for the sake of the story, fine. No, well, that's, they're, they're that's the point. Pressure. They already have enough problem that now they're getting problems from damage control. That was kind of her, her issue, and I'm like, no, that's actually a pretty thriving and prominent area of Jersey City, if that's where it's supposed to be. But no, no, that's fine, fine, fine. Okay, I'm not going to claim people are or aren't, you know, anything. Uh, but I get it, and I completely understand. But like, absolutely, under no circumstances, if one of my best friends became a superhero. Would my response as an as a, as a person whose brain has formed be like jerk? Yeah, like no, right? So like that was the, the so at the end of episode three into episode four, which like they just that like they're just jumping into an entire backstory. Like episode four was ninety nine point nine percent. Um, uh, like world building slash backstory. I mean, definitely it, episode five was backstory. Once, uh, you know, she goes back in time and she's kind of seeing how her great grandmother 
you know, met her great grandfather and they became happy and had a baby. And then the sadness of when they got split up and she got killed during the train sequence, like, and then for some reason has created a time loop where it's always going to be Kamala who goes back to save her grandmother to reunite her with her, you know, great grandfather. And like, that's all fine. But like, what did that do for the story other than we find out that Aisha is in fact actually dead? You know? Well, I can tell you what happened. What it did for the story. Is it filled an episode where they didn't actually have <laughs> story? Like, I'm not yeah. saying it wasn't interesting. Like, this is why it, it gets, like, this is why I completely ignore conversations of, like, race, gender, uh, politics like when it comes to storytelling and because i can afford it because there's so many good stories out there that i just look for good stories i don't care if you're like this is the first so-and-so type person to do something or this is a movie that's about something i'm like oh that's great wonderful like slumdog millionaire yeah okay great was that also a good movie yeah great you nailed it yeah you know like as I long know. as it's also a good movie a good story doesn't that be great Never, I'm never asking for, which, by the way, I don't think is a criticism, a valid criticism. Whenever somebody says, like, what were you expecting? Like, shut up. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, what was I expecting? To be, to enjoy it. I didn't. And I'm not saying that now, but I don't respect that opinion of, like, well, it's a Marvel movie. What were you expecting? I'm like, to be, like, for it to grow in the same way that its audience grows. Well, you're expecting yeah. too much then. Okay, well, yes, that's fine. And if it's not for me anymore, that's also fine too. But uh, the more people who think like me, the less people are going to be paying for it. And then your stories that you want to see, like off the top of my head, a what-if story featuring Miles Morales as Thor, uh, those, <laughs> if they're, yeah, right? If they're done poorly, those aren't going to happen again. Because they don't sell. That's yeah. why... Every, like, that's why you cater to your audience. Not the audience you want to have. But that's what people are kind of forgetting. Because they can afford to lose. I'm not yeah. saying it's a bad show. I never have and never will. I don't I think enjoy these the show. episodes these two episodes the kind series of... either. No, I, I just I don't think them. they helped. I don't think they I, helped. Yeah. I I'm think willing they to make it, a though. bet. I, I, I'm telling you right now. I am willing to bet that if, if you watch episode one, episode two, episode three, and episode six, if you watch only those four episodes, you will not have any meaningful questions. You will not be like, well, what happened in four and five? You have, it, I promise you it doesn't matter. There's you'll you'll no... have questions, but I think by the end of it, it won't. You'll be like, hey, like where did so-and-so go? Who cares? Who's the, and like, the... Who's the bad guy right now? Because it's not damage, damage control. control. Why no, are I think they it's the damage bad guy? I think it's either going to be damage control or damage control will create a villain out of Comron and that'll set up for season two if they decide to do a season two. I don't know. We haven't seen the six episodes gonna, where it kind of. I'm going to sound real ratchet right now, but like at no point in time at all has damage control done anything wrong. Correct. That, that's... They've kind of erred on the side of like 
really skeevy and like shitty people, but you're right. They haven't done anything wrong until they blew up Bruno's family's corner store. Uh, I agree. <laughs> like, I, that's I why I say damage control is the villain now is because they blew up an but entire family's corner up, store. Did they blow up Bruno's family's corner store? Or did they attempt to kill a super-powered individual who has committed crimes? Well, Comron hasn't... Uh-huh. Um, has, no, I'm trying to think. Did he commit a crime or was he was just there? He was arrested alongside of his family and then he broke out of the prison with his family. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying not, like I'm not for a police state. Please understand. This is not what I'm advocating yeah. for. But no. there are also nobody in our current existence that can teleport. So like we don't have we're not interacting. Yeah. With the issues that the damage control are. Are they doing a great job? No, no. they are not. <laughs> but if you're trying to convince me that these regular people are the bad guys who were just like, what's going on here? Yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of like super villains doing super villain stuff and there's no superheroes here. Like, I'm like, I don't buy it. Like, like maybe i don't know so we'll see we'll see if you're trying to force damage control to be the bad guys in this story like you have missed the point of damage control damage control wasn't even the bad guys in the story of spider-man no no of course not but i think they arrested an a a murderer like who or someone they suspected of murder he was cleared and then they moved on yeah i I don't don't know i'm not willing to accept when they blew up the corner store, uh, you know, like it's not even like Comron got into a fight with damage control. Like that was their first move. They found him and then they launched a missile into the corner store. So uh, I, again, I agree that it was on, it wasn't the most reasonable decision. So <laughs> yeah. I agree. They probably could have taken say. another and attack. I, yeah. So like, are they're not you might be bad guys but it doesn't make you bad guy and i think that's kind of the role they're filling now let's go the other way around because like hayward sword was comic book villain bad guy right like hayward in in wandavision sword Mm -hmm. was run by by hayward and hayward was like Skeletor, <laughs> like well, actually, yeah, he was like he wanted insinuating to Wanda to bring him back online. His entire plan wasn't to protect anything. He wasn't like, all right, let's protect Wanda. He he had a pre prejudice. No, he had a prejudice against superpowered individuals, and his entire purpose, as we found was to bring back the vision to fight superpower individuals. He has the basest uh, Lex Luthor approach, except hair and a garbage organization. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's how I think that we're going to get the actual villain. Because in the comic books, Comron, it 
does have like this kind of friendly role, you know, when they both get their powers around the same time, but then he turns into a villain because he's like, well, I have my powers. I should be able to use them as I see fit. And Kamala's like, no, we should help people with them. And then there's a split. So here's what I think is going to happen is that at the end of episode six, damage control will have created a villain out of Comron where, um, and then if there's ever an episode or season two, that's where they go from there. So. Which will take place after the Marvel's movie. So they have, this episode has a lot of ground to cover because like, we know that Spectrum at the end, uh, Teona Parrish's character, um, we know that she went to the uh, Strike Sword, whatever it really was in space, because Nick yeah. Fury was there. We know that she was brought up by the Skrulls. So, we know, so like, if we see her in a movie with Captain Marvel, we're going to be like, oh, she's already in space. She's been in space since Nick Fury called her up. Okay, cool. They have to, like, cover some some ground to justify why Ms. Marvel is going to be in a movie called The Marvels. I, there's been rumors and kind of sketchy leaks, I think, of screenshots where it shows Brie Larson uh, as Captain Marvel, like, talking to Kamala um, in what looks to be a Disney, you know, like, a screenshot of someone taking a picture of their TV of like a screenshot from the show. And then also I've seen ones where Cap Sam is there for whatever reason. So (laughs) he's not yelling at senators. No, he's there in the costume, but no, there's a senator there too. That's where he shows up though. He just shows up to yell at senators. So like, I don't, I, that's why I've kind of been like, I don't know how to take these as like, whether or not they're fabricated or not. Um, but like I could definitely see Brie, you know, Captain Marvel showing up maybe at the very end of this episode to be like, hey, kid, do I got a plan for you? So I still love I still love Kamala's dad. Oh, the oh, whole family character. is great. The whole family is great. Like, you know, you say that like Oh, uh, okay, wait. Can I can I take one thing? We like in those garbage episodes of downtime, uh, there was a really cool moment where we think we found out why like her mom is the way she is. Yeah. So it's like, say it the... wasn't completely useless. Yeah. That was but... actually what I was going to just say was the bonding that happened between not just Kamala and her mom, but her mom and Kamala's mom, you know, cause there had been a rift between them as well. And so we got a nice, we got a nice family bonding. Yeah. Cause like Kamala's mom had always seen her mother as kind of like crazy. Cause she would talk about how she would see glowing stars and her family was special and her family was gin. And she's like, all right, whatever, mom, you're crazy. And then she sees Kamala use her powers and she goes, oh shit, mom, you were right all along. And she goes, I told you so, but you didn't want to listen. And then you ran away to America to chase Bon Jovi. I am, and that's that's not dramatization. That is an actual, you know, what happened. Um, I actually think it's more ridiculous 
that they made up all of these stories um, of the Noor and the Jinn. I think it's more ridiculous that they did that. Uh, and it doesn't tell a better story than the Inhuman. You know, like, than her being Inhuman. Um, yeah. So, they, they I still stand by my work. original opinion. I still stand by my original opinion that, like, her power change uh, is stupid. That, like, that it's Agreed. stupid. Um... I'm okay with them being hard, light, and not stretchy. I'm okay with that. That I'll tell doesn't you. bother me. What bothers me is the why now. Yeah. Like, you are... Like, Peter was bitten. Peter didn't wasn't bitten by a radioactive spider, just so you know. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Um, what had happened was uh, Peter uh, uh, actually walked in on two spiders having sex, and it traumatized him so much. <laughs> that he gained the like you know what i mean and then on top of it yeah. all daredevil uh a, a, a vat of liquid didn't cause an accident to blind him uh he masturbated so much that the christian guilt made him blind yeah catholic guilt now but yes so, catholic guilt sorry yes thank you apologize is, uh so so yeah, because yeah, yeah. Of, i don't know if you know this but if you're a good catholic christian you know guilt. masturbation makes you go blind so and also grow hair on your palms so yes of course that's why he has harry palm that's why he's known as harry palm daredevil um yeah see like like Classic i know harry what palm i just daredevil. said was very stupid but i literally do not see a difference between that level of ridiculousness and this level of, of ridiculousness in the story they're telling like what happened our family like you already have the inhuman gene in the conversation our family, and maybe they're gonna do it in the last episode. Maybe I don't fucking know. But no, our family here's... has this ability. Ah, almost as if your family comes from a lineage of people who were experimented Special. on thousands of years ago by the cre like it. It fills itself in perfectly that they're like, oh, but you can access this, this reality. Maybe that's what they're gonna do. But even then, that kind of feels cheap if they're like, hey, this is a belief structure structure that exists in the real world. Let's retcon it to be Cree work. Like it just feels dirty all around. No, like, just... I don't think they're gonna. Involve yeah, I think they're just gonna keep it as dog shit. Cree. So like, he, uh, here's here's the two things I've been saying the entire time is one, they didn't want to do Inhumans because they didn't want they don't want to acknowledge the Inhumans in the MCU for reasons because then they he opens a can of worms of the Inhuman show. And Challenge accepted. And the actor who played. Black no, I know, I know. Human show. But hold on. <laughs> but they've kind of already gone out to say that, like, what they did with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, they kind of got let them go fast and loose, was because of it being in another multiverse. And it does not mean that it shows up in our MCU 616. So, hey, that aside. Do me a favor. Don't think on. about pudding. No. What are you thinking about? <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's pudding! Hey, Hold don't on. think about Inhumans. But anyway, here are the Inhumans. Like, it doesn't work And then way. second, like... I think that they did not want to CGI her stretchy powers without it looking dumb. Because, like, look at how dumb it kind of looked in Fantastic Four. And even how silly it looked in Doctor Strange. Um, it oh, just doesn't... again. I don't care that they changed what how her powers work. I care that they yeah. changed the origin of her powers. 
I, so I think those two kind of like when they're like, well, we can't do this and that. Well, then if we can't do this and that, we might as well change the whole story. And I don't think they did it well. I think Luke, it. Luke it's Cage whatever. can't have grown up in a well-off family. Like at his like, it's a very small distinction. But Luke Cage could never have grown up rich, or else he would never have become Luke Cage. Yeah, the, the character he is. I don't think they've fundamentally changed like that much, like to where like Kamala has like a different upbringing, you know. So I'm, I mean, there's but, but you're, I'm you're making an argument that the upbringing. I'm making the argument that that's a massive change. Making somebody not an inhuman, making somebody like DV, like they did it with Scarlet Witch, and it took years, and I mean years of comic book retconning to make her not a fucking mutant anymore. And still, most people are like, no, she's a mutant. I mean, even to the point that like Scarlet Witch, even though she's not a mutant and she's not Magneto's daughter, still helped mutants unlock immortality by creating the waiting room. Like, like, yeah. Oh. Still very close with mutants and Magneto. So it's yeah. I'm just it, saying, but Quicksilver's still a mutant. Yeah. Her brother. Yeah. So it's Yeah. They only needed one line of dialogue, by the way, to to make her not a mutant anymore. And nobody would have questioned it. Not some stupid no, she was born on Wonder Gore and this other no 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 no. Her powers Magic. do whatever she wants. So she could be Magic. like, I'm not a mutant anymore. Remove my X gene. And then it's like, wow, you, you could do everything you did before, but now you're not a mutant. Yep. Yeah, when she said no more mutants that one time, it removed her mutant powers and she never got it back, but she kept it because magic bullshit. So. Yeah, who cares? None of it matters. The point is like, it's like, here, let me put it in another perspective. If one day they're like, Juggernaut, you're a mutant, <laughs> everyone in the comics is going to be like, Every every fan, I'm not saying that you can't be a fan, but every single fan is going to be like, no, he's not. Um, you. Actually. He's... Fuck yeah. you. No, he's not. All... No, he's not. Me. As a matter of fact, one of the few things most actual fans of comic books get to have is they can, this isn't gatekeeping, I don't care what you like, but if you think Juggernaut's a mutant, I get to judge you. It's a personal yeah, and, thing. I'm like, ha ha, you think tourist. And then they go, but he's uh, Xavier's brother. No, 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 no. He is not his actual brother. That brother. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I um, get to be like, ah, my garbage useless knowledge is good for something. Like a um, podcast. Actually, but. Pushes yeah, up um, my glasses. And it, again, <laughs> like, like, first of all, the oh, biggest argument for comics always has been its consistency. Right? Like. It's not about what happened first. It's not about what happened most recent. It's about what happened the most over often. Time. Over time. Like Green Lantern used to be, his weakness used to be like wood and the color yellow. And then eventually they were like, oh, this is why. So we fixed it. So now you can't be like, ah, Green Lanterns are always weak to wood. Like, no, they fixed it. And for uh, the last 50 fucking years, Green Lantern's weakness has not been yellow uh in any meaningful way it's other than fear is actually a problem like that that and that's green lantern for this but like it's the same thing like you can make you could tell the stories you have the creative freedom 
to go within it. Like, dude, if you said, if you told me like two years ago, yo, we're going to get a, a storyline where uh, Bruce Banner is piloting the Hulk like a spaceship. I'd be like, what? That's stupid. And then I'd read it and be like, no, it's actually pretty funny. Like, it's actually not a bad story. And even if it is a bad story, it won't sell. They'll do away with it. But you're not going to keep it. You don't keep the, the trash. We know why they, they killed... I have the all four uh, issue of Death of Wolverine. We know why they killed the X-Men. It wasn't because of creativity. It was because they were tired of other people making money off of their products. So they're like, okay... Let's not do it. The only reason they didn't kill Spider-Man is because they're like, we're making more money than they are. Because they made, like, they, like, the difference between the rights from Fox and the rights from Sony is that the rights from Fox, Fox got to make the toys and shit. Like, they had that right. They had all the rights to, to, Fox had all the rights to X-Men, all of the rights to Fantastic Four. Sony only Mm -hmm. had the movie rights for uh, Spider-Man. Literally only the movie rights. They can't make a TV show. They could if they have like a separate reason, but that they weren't allowed to just as their rights. They also had no rights to uh, anything. It, the video game rights are separate. The fact that they release Spider-Man stuff, that's not that's not part of the contract. Like Spider-Man, the game is only for places. There's nothing to do with the contract. They literally like that's their deal with Marvel that like allows for certain things that like outside of that fox had everything now that they have everything back they're like oh no let's make the mutants important again we just spent how many months killing the mutants off no 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 okay cool hickman what do you got for the mutants now that we spent three three or four years making them dog shit uh let's make them the most powerful source in the in the galaxy like yeah sure ship it we're gonna release the x-men right after that what are you gonna do with uh with the fantastic four Actually, we've been keeping the Fantastic Four pretty good. We thought we had to tank the Fantastic Four because of the movies, but all the movies they made sucked, so we never had to worry about it. As a matter of fact, it was really hard for us to write Fantastic Four stories because the movies were so bad that like we didn't have anything else to do. They were so incredibly dog shit that like we had to like give the Fantastic Four cooler stuff. Like a child who could create... T- I hate Franklin. <laughs> but... Uh, I I don't know. I'm still watching the finale. That's all it comes yeah. down to. I'm still watching the finale. I just don't give a shit. Um, I, I care because I want. I I I care only because I enjoyed the first couple of episodes so much, especially since I went into it expecting to not like it, and then I did like it, and then they kind of went into like, oh, this is more along the lines of what I was expecting, but like I don't get why they did because they had. They had it in the first couple of episodes, and then they're just like, they lost it. It's almost like you know how sometimes, like uh, when they did when they do like the Mandalorian, right? They'll have different directors for different episodes, so that each one kind of feels like a different story. It feels like the there is a director for the episodes one and two, and then there was and maybe even three, but then there was just a different director for episodes four and five. I know that's not the case, but that's what it felt like. Uh, I'm just going to say it. It just feels bad. Like, I don't hate it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It just doesn't feel good. Like, like yeah, watch just- it. I'm not as interested as I was as a fan of Marvel, as a fan of her... As a fan of the first couple episodes, Moon Knight had a little bit of a lull 
but they fixed it. Remember, we would talk like, yo, they're going to stop with this splitting thing. And then they did for an episode. And then they legitimately split them. And they were different people. And then I cared again. Good storytelling. Yep. Uh, There was some slowness to Moon Knight. Uh, I think I had the same criticism. I think I was like, Moon Knight also feels like uh, uh, it was too long. And that's my problem. I feel like they're like, we need six episodes. And they're like, what if we do an entire episode where this thing happens? And it's like. They did the, what if we did a, a time travel episode for a flashback? And it's like, no, please, please don't do that. Like, I think what they did in the Moon Knight episode for a flashback, where it was like the way that it should have been, not directly time travel. So we'll see in the finale. Well, okay. So, Vinny. Yes. Because because we took all this time talking about, <laughs> you know, things you didn't watch. Please tell us about toys and games. Toys and games. All right. So, there's really not much in um, toys and games. Uh, games is actually literally nothing. But what I found interesting is they are releasing a uh, siren so like if anyone knows banshee a uh, long time x-men her daughter's getting her first uh mass-produced uh figure and it's a part of a seven piece set because it's like marvel legends and you're supposed to get uh hold up the character it's the reaver that's on the tank what's his name all right it's like sorry i'm pulling it up yeah, so it's it's a seven seven series set. So you have Siren, you have Havoc, Wolverine, Vulcan, uh, Darwin, Sabretooth, and then someone named Maggot. I don't know who Maggot is. I'm pretty sure it's like a '90s X-Men, uh, X-Men character. All together, they create. I think it's named. Uh, it's not pulled up. The uh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot find the name. This is more entertaining than if you did. No, no, a, a bone breaker, Jesus, bone breaker. So the character bone breaker, and I've I never like read a comic with him in it, but I've, I've immediately recognized him because like his upper torso is just a guy, and his lower body is just a tank. And I think sometimes it's a spider in the comics, but like it's super goofy. I'm interested. And they also re- announced that on the every twentieth they'll announce their new either set or new character on that 20th every month. So if you're a big collector in Marvel Legends, you'll actually have a set schedule now to know when stuff's getting released. Because they also uh, announced, or not announced, but they just released Apocalypse in like a, it looks like a 90s like case. So it's like a really retro Apocalypse. And it looks good. I'm thinking about buying it myself personally. I'm not. I'm not a big toy. I'm not a big, uh, like, toy person anymore because, like, I just don't. I've gotten to the point in my life where, like, I don't own a home, so like, I'm still uh, every few years moving between apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, uh, if I buy something, that's just one more thing I have to pack up and move in like three years, and uh, I'm not but- about that. <laughs> That's fair. I'm looking at this like not like I know everyone likes to collect Marvel Legends stuff. I think Tony even collects some, but uh, 
I'm looking at these things I'll buy for my Marvel kid. Legends exclusively if the big figure is awesome. Um, this is this is a cool figure. I'm not gonna lie. It's definitely uh, way different than usual. I like that. It looks good. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited. I kind of want Darwin. I'm not gonna lie. It is Darwin. I thought it was Leech. It's a uh, it's Darwin. I, I got confirmed oh. here. Yeah, so it's Darwin, Sabretooth, Havoc, Siren, Wolverine, Vulcan, and Maggot. Maggot's like this blue dude. I, I've I don't think I've ever really seen him before. Oh my god, Maggot! I Maggot, heard that yeah. name in, in eight hundred years. Uh, I and, forgot. You... There was a build a figure for Onslaught. I forgot which which legend that was. That's the one of the ones I got. I have the. I'm looking through my. I'm literally looking through my drawer right here. So I have the. Uh, on it's it's a filing cabinet, not a drawer. I have all of the onslaught build of figures. I have all of the annihilus build of figures. Uh, I don't have the Modok, even though I wanted it. I have what's this guy? Ares. And Red Hulk. I do. Uh, like I was that. I, havoc. Um, havoc looks clean. I wanted the Fing Fang Foom one, but it was just it was just like five different Hulks. I'm not even joking. <laughs> it was like I I'm it was like King Hulk, Savage Hulk, Classic Hulk, End Hulk, which was Clue, She Hulk, Doc Samson, and Absorbing Man. I was like, that's too many Hulks. And then Scar. So many Hulks. I do like when like looking at these packaging. So Maggot got the head of Bonebreaker, right? Yeah, of course. And Sabretooth got like looks like essentially his backpack. So you have to if you want to build this, you have to buy Maggot. Like obviously you want to complete it all, but like I just like they like forced it. They're like, Yeah, you gotta buy Maggot, but Sabretooth, he's got his backpack. <laughs> like, like that's a I know a what's crucial gonna turn. need tony off of this is that you have to buy two of the summer's characters just to complete this so you gotta buy both havoc and vulcan i would rather buy havoc and vulcan than hope <laughs> if, if if it was a if it was a life-size build-a-figure of dr doom but you had to buy hope summer but i had to buy one hope summers for it i'd be like it doesn't belong to me even if it was just like the pinky finger, didn't matter. It rolled. I could never complete it. It would never. Have. I hate Hope Summer so goddamn much. At least for like the Havoc one, he has like his uh rings. He shoots yeah. out. Like Yo, that's pretty cool. At least they have that. You got Vulcan me just has at, hands. Like, toys. There was a KB Toys exclusive Scarlet Spider that now I need to buy. How do I find this? It was retailed for $20. Oh, no, it's too much money. <laughs> All right. Too it's late. like $110 now, and I'm like, that's too much for a, for a dumb toy that I don't need. It's not even a cool pick. It's not even a cool, like, Scarlet Spider figure. It's just one I don't have. <laughs> like, ugh, so mad. I'm always so mad when that happens. 
there's no! A, there's, a, there's, a, there's a better one on eBay for like 30 bucks, and it's actually a cool-looking figure that comes with Ben's head that you can just put right on, and he looks like Ben. His bleached blonde hair and his attitude, and no responsibility. God, I love Scarlet Spider. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did want to bring up one other thing. It's no, there's one other thing. Uh, because I have slowly but surely, right? Uh, been like listening to people tell me that the Marvel Avengers game isn't dog shit anymore. For the first time, and because Jane Foster has been, I'm not calling her Mighty Thor. It's Jane Foster. That's who she is. Because Jane Foster has been added as a playable character in the game. Um, I'm going to fire up the old PlayStation. I'm going to start. Let me know when you do, and And I will download it. Do you have it on PlayStation? Yeah. Okay. Um. Then I will be playing at some point. I can't guarantee next week because next week on stream I'm doing something else, but um, I'm going to be playing it and then I'm going to give a review. So if it's not next week, it'll be the week after my uh, what eight nine months later review. Year of, year later yeah, year year later review. No, I think it came out in like September, right? It, it no, um, it's it's it was it August? came out in like 2020. Yeah, it's been yeah, a while. but like, but I haven't, qu- I didn't quit that long ago. Oh, did you? Did you get to? Play, I played for a like, long Black time. Panther? I played with Hawkeyes. I played with well, the Hawkeyes. So, they're adding more characters. Yeah, yeah, so they've, been, they've actually been dropping out. characters on time. Uh, and Spider-Man. Out now. Uh, and then there are rumors that we're gonna get um, She-Hulk. I still have the friends that work there. Captain so Marvel. Know. And then somewhere along the line, I think there was rumors of Doctor Strange. Oh. Will the game last that long? The game will last that long because they've improved the problem with the game, but it's just too, it's a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, um, but I, I'll, it's I'll fun. download it's just, it and they're not, boot it up. The thing is, they're not going to make any more money on cosmetics because it's it's technically not true. Like the people who are super hardcore in the game are going to continue to be super hardcore. The problem is it's only like five hundred people, and they're yeah. not going to sustain the entire game on the spending of five hundred people. So they need to do something that makes more than five hundred people want to like. There's not five hundred people playing. Five hundred people like spending a lot of money. They need to do something that makes like tens of thousands of people want to play the game so that they can make twenty dollars each person. And not just two thousand dollars from one person, and then zero dollars from five hundred people who occasionally log in. But that's a business thing. I still have friends who who work for, you know, Crystal Dynamics, and they it still uh, is a company. Just sold them. Yeah, they're still a company. It's just Square. Sold them. Square doesn't care. Um, but I'll I'll reach out to my guys and talk to them. So, uh, before we go. Uh, into the spoilers which is coming after this this is the announcement of the new segment that we talked about earlier uh so what we're gonna do because it's season two and we want to keep things fresh and exciting and new is we are going to over a number of weeks i'm not going to guarantee it's the whole season i'd like to get two of these in a season so like six weeks but you know we'll we'll play it by ear 
we're gonna take a character uh i'm pseudo random like we're gonna uh, josh found a a way to just kind of generate a random character from the wiki from the marvel wikia uh we're gonna generate a random character and then we're gonna spend x weeks after uh kind of not just like talking about that character but like b developing a story for that character something like what like what type of story maybe it's a single story maybe we figure out a crossover um because we see it a lot like spider gwen had to be a creativity thing right like somebody had to be like yeah let's do this uh punisher being the weapon of the hand had to be a creativity thing so there's there's plenty of characters that we just don't get too much creativity around um we're not gonna look for right the first rule is the first character no mutants because we've been <laughs> talking so much about mutants that and mutants obviously are so important to a a current upcoming storyline that we're never going to be able to compete with it um and by extension i'd say no eternals but we were never going to pick an eternal anyway so but no that's not fair. us we were totally um, be completely fair and non-biased no we are we're gonna be completely biased i'm not because... gonna write a story about any eternal like it's no on. It's right. you say that but as i was story. looking through and i was clicking just random um pip the, pip the, the troll, little, troll yeah the troll came up and i thought about suggesting that <laughs> for the record if there was one character it would either be pip the troll if there was one I I eternal character like from that pool it would be Pip the Troll, and if there was one mutant, it would be Puck. I would take, <laughs> I, I would take a, I would take a character that's like so small and only funny sometimes, and I would put an entire, we 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 would workshop it. So that's kind of I the do Star Fox, point. I think. Oh yeah, it's fine. Like we're not doing either, but th those are the, oh, the I things know. I would choose. I, I feel like there's a court um, case in Star Fox's story. I I will. Um, so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pick a character. For uh, next week, we're going to present a little bit of like a history and backstory of the character. And then over the next couple of weeks, we're going to workshop a storyline uh, during the stream. Well, obviously, we'll have our ideas outside of it, but we'll workshop a storyline. And the entire idea is at the end of it, we'll just make like a Google Doc that like tells the story like a like an arbitrary idea. And you guys will be able to like read it. And if you want, write your own. We might do a contest or something. We'll figure it out. Um, but it seems fun. It seems like something we could do to get a little bit more details about characters that uh, people might not know about kind of thing. Uh, so, Josh, let's go with there are five roles. All right. So and we are re-rolling. There are five specific roles. We'll write them down. Uh, except any mutant or... Any yeah. any mutant yeah, specifically any mutant. Yeah, so uh, a couple things on this. It's it's not like a foolproof thing. They do help since they do have minor characters in this. I'm trying to like skip past when they're like, "This is Steve." And just don't I'm say like, it. Just, yeah. Just so when, when a character you, with I'm a name quiet, you've heard comes up, just say it out loud. Okay, so here's an interesting one. Um, Number one, Jeff the Land Shark. Love it. I'm in. Okay. All right. What's number two? <laughs> uh, one second. 
you keep trying to give me uh like Thor characters and uh uh whatchamacallit uh middle quick so it opens a new tab yeah so you can just run through the tabs Like I said, this is not a perfect uh, Genesis Vell or Genesis Vell, not Genesis. Genesis Vell. That's okay. That's one of the. That's the daughter, or not the daughter, the son of Marvell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his daughter is uh, Phyla Vell, right? I I don't I don't know, but I think there is a. I'm going to go there. ahead and say yes. Uh, and I could talk forever on Philovel, because she's blue. It's the second most attractive color a woman could be. Ah, you thought I was going to say something racist. Nope, green. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vinny, do you have any characters that, like, while I'm doing this, trying to get through the chaff? That... All right. Um, I think Darkhawk would be fun, because I feel like it's underutilized. Okay. Uh, you have a um, little experience with Darkhawk, and I'm fine with that. Uh, Brunhilda. Uh, Valkyrie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do an executive veto on that okay. only because there is too much of a overlap between the comic book character and the more recent Thor character. They are the same character, except they're not. I'm except talk- they are. No, I'm talking so. The one that I'm talking about is not the Valkyrie we get. Brunhilde is so she was in the movie, but she died in. Yes, but they, hair. yes, but that doesn't matter because they turned yeah. her character into Tessa Thompson's character anyway. She is, she's not some arbitrary yeah. other named Valkyrie. She is. She doesn't have a name. Her name is Valkyrie. She is Brunhilde. They just also put a blonde chick in Ooh. who died. They 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 never got they never gave the character a name. Uh, this one might be interesting. Nightmare. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me find one more. Since uh, we, I would. Uh, yeah, it's fair. Since we Nightmare's did the... a bad guy, but that would actually be really fun to workshop him as somebody who isn't a bad guy, like an antihero. Well, and even then, I don't think we necessarily have to workshop uh or like have them be a good guy. Like you could tell a uh. A bad guy story, you know. That's fair too. It doesn't mean they also have to win, um, but now it's just kind of giving me. Oh, you have anyone you think you might want to talk about? Since that you let no. me talk about one. No, I don't care. Who is this? All right, here's one that I know nothing about and then never heard of. Um, um girlfriend going to a restaurant. There's a whole bunch of places Douglas I don't want to go. Taggart, otherwise known as Grasshopper. Like Taggart, not like Moira McTaggart, but Taggart. Yep, his name is Grasshopper, and he is connected to Squirrel Girl. Actually, I don't think there's enough here for this guy. Okay, he was only active for yeah. He was only active as Grasshopper for two weeks before dying. Never mind. <laughs> All right, so for this story, we have Jeff the Land Shark, Janice Vell. Darkhawk, Nightmare, and Douglas Taggart. Here's how we're gonna now, do this. Are we wait, are we are we uh combining them all into one story? No, we're picking one character. Okay, good, good. So here's what like, we're that's... gonna do. 
we're going to do what's called the perfect vote. Um, I'm going to write in our little chat right there uh, the name of every character. Oh, hold on. Can and I you're change, gonna write, can I change, change Grasshopper into Union Jack? Hell yeah. All right. I, that, that's much better. That is a character that is interesting and there's actually stuff to work with. Here's what's going to happen. I am now putting all of those names, sorry, in a chat. And what you're going to do is uh, you're going to type one, two, three, four, five in whatever order, starting with that. So just type it. Do not hit enter in the chat. One, two, you're, you're rating. When we're all done, we're going to hit enter at the same time. Whatever one got the most highest votes is what we're going to do. Do not hit enter. Vinny, not. same with you. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, wait, wait, wait for Vinny. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, one, I gotta change one. Oh, I don't care that much. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, enter. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. This is crazy. We are all ominous, over the place. Ominous is like, let's do Union Jack. And we were like, get fucked. So Union <laughs> Jack. <laughs> so just to let you know, I said uh, Nightmare, Dark Hawk, Genisvel, Landshark, Union Jack. So uh, Oddball. Vinny said Dark Hawk, Genisvel, and Shark Nightmare and Union Jack. And Ominous said Union Jack, Genisville, Dark Hawk, uh, Land Shark, and Nightmare. So the only okay. things we know is that Union Jack and Nightmare are eliminated. Yes. I would yes, say that it's between Genisville and Dark Hawk. Yep, that's what it is. Uh, Genisville has a three, a, a one, a two, and a three. And Darkhawk has, has a three, a two, and a two. Yeah. Uh, no, Darkhawk has a one. Yeah, you got. So I think Darkhawk has the highest oh, I'm sorry. rated. Yes, Darkhawk. It's Darkhawk. Darkhawk wins. Yeah, yeah Darkhawk right. wins. Okay, so we are going to be. Uh, so next week we are going to give you a little bit of background of this character called Darkhawk, and we're going to start workshopping a storyline. That would uh, that we think will be fun and exciting uh, for this character. And I mean, the cool thing about Darkhawk is a character like Genisville could show up. Oh yeah, <laughs> or Union Jack. Or, no, I don't think. No, we'll just have. Union. No, we'll just do that thing that like all of the the shitty Marvel writers did from like this 20, uh, 2012 to twenty sixteen. We'll just make them beat Doctor Doom or Galactus. <laughs> so like. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll work yeah. it out uh so that'll be a fun thing we might even if depending on how the story goes we might do like a, a read along or something with it but we'll, we're, we're just gonna try to do something fun with it so stay tuned next week for more information about perennial classic dark hawk uh but now let's let's start the music i'm gonna start the background music guys as you know when the background music hits it means spoilers, spoilers are active
So the background music is now on. Okay. Sorry, for no particular reason, the background music's also playing in my headset. Oh yeah, we definitely want to... And that's a problem. Yeah, I was, I don't know, the second that Union Jack popped up, really wanted to do the story on it. <laughs> it was close. We were it so was so close. close. So close. We almost got there. But cooler heads and sanity prevailed. And now we don't have to worry about that ever again. Yep. One day. So instead of music, we're just going to let that music that played signify the back, the spoilers. Because we are in All spoilers right. now, and for some reason, it wasn't working, even though it worked 20 minutes earlier when we tested it before the stream. Yep. So uh, fun, fun facts for everybody. Uh, spoilers for Thor Ragnarok who we're not talking we're not going to tell them the story so if you start telling them i'm kicking you out of the call yeah but if you do want to talk about anything in particular go for it i love the goats god the <laughs> I, showed up. I thought they used the goats the right amount that, yeah. uh, it, and, yeah. and they the volume was always lesser but still noticeable so there were I love goats on the Guardians are like trying to like get everything like set like situated and like these ghosts are just screaming and they're all just losing their minds. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was losing it. Every time the goats were on screen was just pure chaos. Um and I think that was that was like a, a theme of a lot of the movie, and that's just kind of uh what TD's style is just kind of that there's a story happening and then there's chaos going on around it. Um oh, that's so great. Even like the random aliens you'd meet throughout this, like sh the movie, it was yeah. fun seeing these aliens, like because they're all just wild in their own way. But like that's the normal for them. I um, it's, I don't know. It was great to me. Like when you see, like certain ones, like how they walk and they're like looks like they're kind of like taking half steps and like having their hands in the I'd air. I'd like, like to oh. point out that there were more unique places in this movie than there was in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> oh, don't say yeah. that. Stop. There was. Yeah. Yeah, there was. And I, I that was one thing that I really did love in this was the sets. Um, I, know it, I know it's hard to call them sets when most of it's CGI, but holy crap, did the sets kind of blow me away. One, and they're different, like they all felt unique and like actual places, but yeah. then also just in the visuals of them, you know. The movie so. was so visually stunning. It was. If, it's probably the most vibrant MCU movie it is, that I've seen. But, but it was vibrant for a purpose, too. It, yes. 
Taika Waititi did a great job telling the version of the story he wanted to tell. I, mm -hmm. I give him all of the credit. The problem I had the entire time, even the first pass through the movie, which I did enjoy, is that Taika Waititi is dog shit at telling stories. He will tell yes. a story visually. So so I'm just going to say one thing and we'll go to, to get this point in. Hey, um, quick question. What was in the center of the universe? The altar of eternity. Okay. And why did Gore the God Butcher want to go to the center of the universe? So that he could make a wish to eternity to kill all the gods. Or to bring back his daughter. We don't know what his original intentions were. No, um, I... I yeah, they never I specifically was, said the pe they thought his intention was assumed, to kill all the gods. Yeah, but it might have always been to bring his daughter back. We don't know that. I think it was fine. to kill the gods. I think it was. He was because, doing a like, great job of killing the gods on his own. What did he need a? But a I wish think for? He was, what he wanted to do was like one fail swoop. You know, like you know, a no more mutants, no more gods type deal. Um, but real Plato's vibes the entire time. He, Real again, vibes. I loved Russell yeah. Crowe in that movie. But uh, oh, yeah. I, I agree. I feel like there was wait. a lot of wait, wait. plots. Sorry, I didn't finish okay. the, the thought. Because okay. I gotta finish this. How did he plan on getting to the center of the universe? On Thor. his rock ship. On whose rock no, ship? No, he got on the, the floating rock ship through the Shadowverse. Yeah, but how did he get there? He floated. How? <laughs> That, he went, oh no, that, he went that's through the shadows. The, the shadows. The uh, I'm sorry. I was under the impression that that's why he needed Stormbreaker. No, he needed Stormbreaker to open the keyhole. Yeah, he was but already there. Stormbreaker as a keyblade, and he needed the keyblade to get to the center, to the inside the altar. Interesting. Yeah, he could get there. He just couldn't open. Who had Stormbreaker the entire time? Thor. Thor. Why didn't Thor go just immediately go? Dude, the, because they didn't know that Stormbreaker know. was well. Gore knew that Stormbreaker was the key. Uh, Thor didn't. They didn't learn that Stormbreaker was the key until they got to go to rescue the kids, and then Natalie Portman found, I guess, Gore's notes. Yeah, I don't know the plans or whatever it was. Follow up question. This is important. This is very important. Can Stormbreaker? take them anywhere yes yes that so we could know stormbreaker of. have taken them to eternity to the altar of eternity yes yes which is could then stormbreaker have opened the altar of eternity yes yeah so it didn't because they didn't read the script no because they didn't know they knew yeah, he was no going clue. to the altar of eternity they knew well yeah, before they, they fought him. They, uh, hold on. They, after they the knew that time. there was a key. They knew that there was a key. They didn't key. know the key was. Yeah. They didn't know the Bifrost. Not even Stormbreaker. The Bifrost is what the key is. Who cares that they knew what the... They, did they know there was a key at all? I don't believe so. Yes. yes. Yeah, they knew there was a key. They know where the key was or who it was. That's what, that's what Zeus... That's why Zeus was like, I'm not afraid because he needs the key. And... Thor's like, well, what's the key? And they're like, we don't know. He doesn't know. That's why we're safe. Because he's like, he's never going to get there. He's never going to get to make the wish because he can't open the altar because he doesn't have the key. What's the key? We don't know. We're the gods. 
So we're fine. If we don't know, how is he going to know? And apparently he found the spark notes somewhere. That's probably the biggest plot hole is how he found out. I'm willing to say the entire thing is poor writing. I, oh, I'm not I'm not arguing yeah. with you. I'm willing to chop um, the entire thing up to say, like, it was inside all along, the weapon. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm I not saying... When I, did Gore knew? No. When he attacked between, Asgard the first time? No, sometime between him getting the Necro Sword. That's what I'm saying, when X, he attacked Asgard? Yeah. So when he attacked New Asgard, he knew he was going for Stormbreaker. I don't I know think if so. I don't think so. Honestly, like I think that it like you said it is poor writing, but they gave reasons why Thor didn't just go, right? Because he didn't know, but apparently Gore knew the entire time so he was going to lure, you know. Like here's the biggest plot hole I found is like one, how was Gore able to use Stormbreaker, right? Because he shouldn't be able to do that. Two, Stormbreaker's not bound. Uh, it's, yeah, not? it's not bound. Stormbreaker's okay. not bound. Anyone can pick it up. All right. Literally well, anyone then, can use Stormbreaker. All right. Well, then that changes it. You can't so. summon, but you cannot summon the Bifrost. But he did. Uh, No. He did. He su- no, he, Gore no. did. No, what I'm saying is no. Not that he didn't. I'm saying no. Oh. Well. Only Thor can summon the Bifrost. Um, yeah. I'm lost. So... The movie was written by someone with the mind of a child. Okay. He put together very good set pieces, but could not connect the set pieces. The yeah. fight in the shadow... I'm going to say the shadow verse. Shadow realm. Don't matter what it's called. That's where Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, the That's fight in I the shadow realm that. was awesome. So gorgeous. It was it was so cool to watch. The talking in the shadow realm was stupid. Oh yeah. Um. Thor ha- trying to save the kids and Valkyrie playing with his his mustache to mess with him. Dumb. You know he's trying to save the kids, right? King of Asgard? Yeah. Again, the set pieces of that movie, there were about five set pieces of that movie. And by set pieces, I mean, like, in integral parts of the story were perfect and flawless. Everything in between the set pieces was stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's something I noticed as we were watching. I was like, haha, that's awesome. That's really cool. That's stupid writing. Does it make the movie bad? That depends on whether you're critical of it or not. But that's why I wanted to get that out. The key to opening the door to the Eternity was a weapon that didn't exist when the door to Eternity was created. Yeah. Stupid. Would you guys, I'd have uh... rather it have been Gungnir. <laughs> That would have been cool. But I here's the problem that I felt with the movie is it's a two hour movie, which I'm not upset that it's a short movie, yeah. but two hours, not a short hurts. movie, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, by Marvel standards, right? Yeah. Like as we were coming out of, you know, even as far back as like 
Spider-Man. That was a three-hour movie. Um, you know, and, and then Doctor Strange. Hours. Yeah. And then I needed I thought the movie needed to probably be like 25 minutes longer just to flesh out some of those dumb story pieces um of like how did gore find out you know yeah things like that more gore oh yeah i I will trade one for one gore with korg there was way too much korg the first time i heard korg it was great the second time i heard korg it was cool oh cool now head korg is gonna say stupid stuff was it funny yes it was was there like were you trying to fill holes in a in a story with time or like were like because that time could have been used significantly better with like instead of hearing about thor's parents having sex in a lava fume which was funny i would have loved to hear about gore doing anything christian bale did so well as that character so good he did very well what um, what was corrupted by what what did the all black the necrosword how did it corrupt gore did it make him want to kill the gods because he wanted to do that before or did, did it, it make him, him the physically power? yeah did it give him the power and make him physically sick they did call i know they called it the necrosword did they ever refer to it as all black no, no. they just said the necrosword Gosh, and they, do they, was... they do say that it like in the the beginning intro scene when he first gets it they do say that it does curse the user and even you know zeus talks about it where he's like we just have to wait them out you know basically but they don't Um, go into anything about the necro sword and he was so creepy like in a good way i mean great actually terrifying like he was the parts and, with like gore were more scary than like any of the horror that was trying to happen in Doctor Strange. Do you know who else did phenomenally in this movie? Natalie Portman. Yeah, you really loved did. every second. Loved every second I, of her. I was worried she about was it. Great. I kept it to myself, but like after like watching her like do that role, I was like, wow, she did. She played it like phenomenally. I she. It again, was awkward, but like you could. Like I mean, a, awkward, but like awkward, like because that's what the, they were going for. So like, it's a natural succeeded. awkward. You're yeah. Like, because, okay, that like, makes sense. It should. She's feel trying awkward. to put on. She's trying to put on a brave face because she's dying. So she's overcompensating by like being overconfident and also what she thinks someone who is Thor should act because of what she's seen from, you know, Thor, and it feels awkward because that's not who she is, and I think like by the end of the movie she realizes that um and you know she's like i just got to be me and help people as thor done well they did yeah, her art well i thought what they did with mjolnir was dope to see oh. mjolnir like my oh, like be yeah. a landmine that was really cool well the to splitting be i yeah. loved um this isn't as fun but stormbreaker being like the jealous girlfriend <laughs> Did you see like the axe slowly like come in the yeah. frame? <laughs> I would I I would be significantly more cool with that. Like, I I don't hate it, but uh-huh. again, that that went in, right? What was left on the cutting room floor? Like, what did they what did they take away For from that. Thor so that we could so that like 
what plot point what development again the second from the second we got to omnipotent city i was like slow a little bit slow a little bit dialogue okay zeus takes over cool stuff's happening fight scene set piece unfortunately gordon show up and destroy all of the gods um, oh yeah i was kind of hoping yeah. for that yeah i you was know. very much hoping for that uh so we were uh, we were wrong uh by we i mean me uh um, will be the first won't be the last for yeah, any of us get, get used to it everybody i'm always <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something right now i will be wrong a lot and that I'm will always be true more than we're right <laughs> but i i mean like I, I don't like I was happy with what happened. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And then and then the so the entire movie I, I really do like like seven out of ten. Like uh I actually do think it's the best Thor movie. I'm not joking. I really do think it's the best Thor movie. Uh but I now Ragnarok. I do, yeah. I, um, I think I think Ragnarok for me is still the better Thor movie, but this is definitely second. I mean, oh, sure. Well, like, yeah, but that's unfair because there's four Thor movies, and well, actually, there's like technically six Thor movies. Um, so, so that's that's actually a really good. Before we get into like post credit and everything like that, uh, can we just not get another movie where Thor has to overcome himself? <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, dude! If the next time I see Thor. After this movie, he's like, I need to become a hero again. Like, I don't I, think I, that's I'm walking out of the theater. I'm literally going to, I don't care what movie it is. I'm, if it's Dr. Yeah. Doom, I'm going to walk out of the theater and ask for my money back. Because no, I'm sick of them killing the character of Thor over and over because they don't know how to tell a good story. I, I think he's found his place yeah, I think he's preoccupied. <laughs> I think, like, um, yeah, I think now that he's a dad, he's found out, like, yeah, 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 okay. what he's sure. supposed to do. Sure. So. Now, let's take your exact logic and let's apply it to the end of the first Thor movie, where he becomes mature enough to know that protecting other people is important. Or the end of the second <laughs> Thor movie, where he becomes mature enough to know that protecting other people is important because his mom died. Or the end of uh, any of the Avengers movies, where he becomes <laughs> mature enough to know that protecting other people are important. Or, if you really want, we could see the end of Thor Ragnarok, where he learns that the power was inside him all along, and his hammer was just a tool he could use so he could become mature enough to learn that protecting people of Asgard was not about protecting the city, but the people inside of it. Or we could do Endgame where they said, nah, fuck that. Here's a better Mjolnir because you need this fucking sword because the power wasn't in you the entire time. Or in Endgame where he got fat and realized that he shouldn't be sulking. He should be protecting the people and becoming mature enough to know that they matter. Or do you want to do Thor Love and Thunder where he uh, immediately first thing in the movie destroys the palace of the people he's trying to protect by showing off and then proceeds to learn that it's immature to protect other people. Listen, Iron Man learned a new to lesson every time. Iron Man learned a new lesson every time. Thor has learned the same lesson over and over again. I swear to God, 
on all I believe in. If I have to sit through Thor learning again that it's important to become mature and that help people, I'm going to flip a shit. How old is Thor in the, in the show? 1,200 years old! Alright, so let's be honest here, though. You can't have someone on Thor's, like, intelligence level at 1,200 years old and, like, he can learn his lesson once to be like, ah, that I'll remember that forever. No, yeah, let's he's... be honest. This is, this is a tenor. Like, we're going to need four more movies and then we'll <laughs> get it. No, I don't know. <laughs> four more yeah. epic sagas. Yeah, when I right? say it like that, you're like, Fuck you, Tony. You just ruined all of Thor for me. Yeah. Unfortunately, no, I don't think you ruined Thor. I don't think I ruined it. I know. Uh, uh, So like, I don't know. So like I I had my notes here on this of like the theme of this movie to me was, you know, love, like love for himself and love for family. No, shut up. (laughs) Oh, they did. No, they did a great job of uh, romantic. Whereas to me, I thought the theme of Ragnarok was about identity, about his identity of the identity of the Odinson family, the identity mm-hmm. of Asgard, and then also mm-hmm. his identity of himself. So I like, agree. so I, I, to me, I didn't see that as him maturing and learning to, you know, like it was about what is the Odinson family? How do I fit in that Odinson family? What does Asgard mean? How does Asgard fit in? And then what is, who is Thor? Like, whereas he knew what Thor was, but he had to learn to love himself. He had to learn to love, you know, Jane again. And then he also had to, you know, find a family. Oh, so. no, that's a really compelling argument you just made. So real quick, uh, after which of the movies did Thor not learn that commanding the Bifrost from indoors would cause severe co- uh, collateral damage? You know what? None. But also, <laughs> I, I, I like the himbo Thor. Like, I... I, I, the thing that I hated about Thor up until, you know, let's just say even the first Avengers movie, and especially in the comics, which is why I, I never read any of the Thor comics, was that I hated the like chintzy, garbage Renaissance fair talking and like Agreed. Shakespearean acting. Agreed. And I love where they kind of turned him into this comedy character. But like not in like a unironic way where they're like he's Thor because he talks like that because he's Norse. I'm like no, stupid people. He has been around humans long enough. He's not unaware of what happens in Midgar that he has to act like he's in a goddamn rena- you know Renaissance so, play. So okay, no, I'm fair with everything you said. So I'm just gonna put it this way: if you take Thor from Infinity War and Endgame, and you take Thor from Love and Thunder. Does it make sense that Thor is acting the way he does? Yes. Yes. I disagree. And we'll keep it at that. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I, there's no reason to go into it. I, I, I don't see the Thor who learned his arrogance is what caused Thanos to snap and was and overcame that. I don't see that Thor... I never saw Thor not going for the head being arrogance. It, no, know, it was. Like, it was arrogance. I told you, you die for that. And then the slow push. It was 100% arrogance. It was, it yeah. was I'm going to kill you slowly and take my revenge it, instead of I'm going to save the people. 
that's what made uh, yeah, the, that's what made the I, PTSD. I guess hit. I could see that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's why he was so distraught because he knew it wasn't that he did it, he missed. He never missed. He even said, and that's why the first thing he did was cut off Thanos's head when he had the opportunity to. I went for the head. Like he was damaged. I believed Thor's PTSD. I believe his damage. He he felt like he let the universe yeah. down more than anybody else did because he had all the power and he was just arrogant mm-hmm. about it. I I um, agree. I agree that he like definitely felt like you know but i i i could see the arrogance side of it i, I do agree um, with himbo thor being best thor but like i like i agree but there's also like he's also a hero and sometimes it just in this movie it just didn't feel like he was yeah i like i feel like if he was around steve and did some of the stuff he did steve would be like come on dude you know, I think, but maybe that's maybe that's part of it is that you yeah, know maybe. he's not around the people to push him. Look who he went to join after. And I'll, I'll actually, I'll actually give more credit to that. Maybe he hung around the guardian so long and became an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> when he needed someone to like snap him in line after yeah, the events of Endgame, he didn't. He didn't have it. Well, even the guardians that. were fed up with him for being like dumb. But that's yeah, what I'm he, saying is. Remember when Drax was like this fucking idiot <laughs> in the like, opening but scene I'm... of the movie yeah yeah i was that, i mean that's just my point though is like going back to he's 1200 years old which is in thor's timeline he's basically in his early 20s and he you know needed someone to basically be like hey get your shit together and instead he went and hung out with rocket raccoon star lord drax mantis nebula and groot oh again i'm forgiving the six previous times thor had to learn to become a a hero you have to protect the people i'm forgiving all six previous times i'm just not watching it for the seventh like that's 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 my like i the next time i see thor i don't care if he's making himbo jokes i don't care if he's like if he's like Nivedalia, that word's made up. All words are made up. Like I that that's Thor. Like I that's the Thor that like I've survived for twelve hundred years and you know killed ha- twice as many people. Uh, but I survived because I I forgot the quote from from uh, Infinity War. But like I like that's the Thor I get. I'm like no same page, cool, no problem. Like Thor is now a father, right? And yeah. does she have powers? Like I don't. Yeah, she has. She was gifted powers by eternity. Um, Did I miss it, that it, twice? What? No, they. Uh, I just saw her do like, something. I was like, "When did this shit happen?" Am I high? It was in chords. He. They don't. You didn't miss it. Trust me. It, the only time the reason I know that is because at the end, when Korg's doing his narration and wrapping it up, he says something about Thor, and then he goes, "A child gifted powers by eternity um, became a family," or some bullshit yeah. line like that. Okay. Um, I heard that, that line. I just didn't know if like we were present when Gore the God Butcher's murdered daughter was resurrected with superpowers. Yeah. Does she have a name? Um, no, not that we know of. In the, I, I don't even think she. They were given a name in. Um, Are we calling her Thunder or something? I, I thought remember, she's like, Thor's love. love. 
I thought Thor's love. Yeah. I thought she was the representation of Gore's love, but also yeah. I don't care. <laughs> but um no, I don't think I don't even think in the comics uh she was given a name. Um he just says my love um the entire time. So uh no, it is love. You're right. I'm confirming. I, I just got confirmed. Her name is love. Yeah. Okay. So um man, they they really underutilize Gore, I feel. So, it was so yeah, good. they definitely underutilized him. Um, I did like a lot of the jokes. Like, I didn't really feel like there was a joke that really fell. Hey, what was your favorite line Eternity said? Yes. Nothing, but it was visually stunning. Does Yo, Eternity can... even talk in the comics? Eternity was, uh, yes, Eternity informs, talks to people all the time. Uh, follow up. I'm going to be the person to say this. So um, I just want to have it on record to say that we will not be getting a young Avengers in the MCU. Okay. Do you know why okay. we're not getting a young event? Wait, like maybe a TV show that has some of them in like 10 years down the road. Oh, the reason champions. why. Uh, yeah. We, the reason why we're not going to be getting young Avengers, this is going to blow your mind. They all suck. Name one. Young Avengers? Yeah, that, that Wicked. sucks. Wicked, Speed, Hulkling, America call Chavez. It, call it, stop, you're going too fast. Name a sixth one. Uh, Kid Loki. Seventh. Isn't Squirrel Girl a Young Avengers? Squirrel Girl. Eight. Eight. <laughs> Miss Marvel? Uh, She's great. Echo. All right, fine. Nine. Uh... I don't think there's nine. That's what I ne- Nova. Yeah. Nova. No. Uh, Sam, Sam, oh, yeah, Sam, Sam Alexander. Alexander. Sam Alexander. Sam Alexander is better than Richard Ryder, though. Fuck. Oh, my God. Those are funny words. Holy shit. If you were right here next to me, I would <laughs> strike you. I would uh, twist your nipples so hard, your eyes would With, tear. like, an open hand to show all the disrespect. That's fine. Well, it's just I, such you know a what? stupid thing. I like, take... I like Sam Alexander stories more. I to be fair, Sam Alexander stories aren't terrible, but oh, I'm not mad that you like oh. Sam Alexander. I'm not mad that you like Sam oh. Alexander. I'm mad that you dare say he's better than Richard Dick Ryder. First of oh. all, Dick I'll Ryder's all name day, is Dick Ryder. Not <laughs> just for like I agree with it, but also I know Josh hates that statement, and that's why I said that out loud. I hope like, you stub your toe later while moving things around. Like, I, I don't will. want actual harm to come to you, but I hope something very unpleasant and I'll mildly inconvenient. Here, here's, my, here's my reasoning for why the Young Avengers will not come out. Because uh, everybody who's trying to make the Young Avengers happen is, is coming at it from a stupid perspective, not from an intellectual perspective. Like, not from a... Oh, they've added some young Avengers to the story. Be like, yeah, some of them do exist, but they're they're not gonna make a young Avengers movie. They'll just replace certain characters. What about America Chavez? Oh, when's the next time you think we're gonna see America Chavez? You know, the chick who's training in Camertage. Three years from now, in some movie. When are Maybe, we gonna see yeah. when are we gonna see uh Kate Bishop? Probs never. Never again. We know so, that uh maybe in the Thunderbolts. I like yeah, Kate that's, Bishop a lot. That's, I, I would I would sooner assume that they're building a Thunderbolts team they are. 
feature. We, oh, we they absolutely. Yeah, are. We actually know that. No, they've confirmed that they're doing a Thunderbolts yeah. now. Um, I'm I'm sooner assumed that the people that they think are going to be Young Avengers are actually just mostly going to be the Thunderbolts now. Uh, we have them all. We have Kate Bishop, uh, because we don't have Bullseye in this universe. We have um Yelena. We have a U.S. agent who wasn't the first, but he was in a version of the Thunderbolts, or maybe he was in Rain. Yeah, Dan Zemo. We have Zemo who's doing something. Um, yeah, dancing. He's just dancing his heart. And out. I'm, I'm and like I'm for it. I'm like eighty percent sure we have we're ghosts see Zemo. still technically, don't we? We have Ghost. Yeah, we have Ghost. Um, I'm I'm fairly confident that we're gonna see Zemo in the new Black Panther movie because that's where he is. Maybe. Uh, they at the end of at the end of uh what's it called? What let me put it in a when different perspective. Falcon Winter Soldier. It, yeah, at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, they took him to Wakanda. Yes. If we do not see or hear about Zemo in that, I don't care if you don't get the actor. Like that's that, that's a that's a contract thing. If they if just don't, don't bring up hear, the name. Yeah, if you don't bring up that Zemo is there, not not I don't want some like. And not about the criminal we have. Like, no, 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 You fucking say Zemo escaped or Zemo is still here. That's it. So so I don't I don't think we're going to see a Young Avengers. Because, let me be perfectly clear, the Young Avengers aren't interesting. And why are they not interesting? This is going to blow your mind. Because their comics don't fucking sell. Because people still buy... Because Iron Man is still a comic book. And Marvel is not looking... To be like, well, they're going to be the future. No, because they're going to get old too. And they're going to retire when they get cost too, too expensive too. So no, they don't care about the Young Avengers. They just care about telling the different stories. We're going to get a new Iron Man in about, I'm going to say three years, we're going to have the first time we have a new Iron Man. About three years. In the from MCU? Now. Yeah, absolutely. Three years. We're going to get through one Avengers movie before the recast of Iron Man. And then you see all this clickbait articles everywhere that are like, that are like MCU, uh, Marvel recasts Iron Man, and you click on it. You're like, what the fuck are they talking about? And they're like, the voice actor for Iron Man, and what if? Like, go fuck yourself, you piece of stupid yeah, fucking shit. I remember those. It's more interesting that they cast the actor who plays them in live action to play the voice actor because voice acting is difficult than it is that you change the actor. We recast Tom Holland as Peter Parker. Oh, did they now? Let me tell you a little secret. No, they fucking didn't. Because if you think Sony's capable of putting out a movie that will make as much as uh, No Way Home did, no. you're wrong. No. <laughs> and if you think that Marvel is going to give up their cut of No Way Home, you're also wrong. We're going to get Morbin, Morbius 2, The Morbining. Morbin time. We're going to get the Craven... We're going to get Craven the Hunter, except somehow he's going to be a paraplegic. Because fucking, why not? And then, that, that, no, wait, that's it, it just for Craven Cravener. Too. Yeah. 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 So what, what, am I wrong? And then More what are we getting? Him. We're getting El Muerte, the character nobody knows about. Because they... Featuring, um, what's his face? Bad Bunny. Let me I'm be perfectly. Kidding. Let me be perfectly clear on this. During the duration of a fart, I could name more interesting characters than Sony has even tried to use in any aspect. Like, you have access to the entirety of Spider-Man, right? 
Make a fucking Doc Ock movie. Still been cool. I like so. No, they are. They're doing a Madam. Introduce Web movie. us. Yeah, why Madam Web? Starring like Daisy Johnson as a young Madam Web. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Sony, no, I don't want the Madam Web origin story. No one cares. Add her in a different movie. Let me Make let me put things into star. Not not Daisy. Daisy. No. Daisy the, Johnson. The, the one who right? was in Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Yeah. Her name is no. It's not Daisy Johnson. It's. No, Something. Daisy Johnson is the character in uh, Agents of Shield. That's <laughs> correct. Uh, that's that's Chloe. Chloe Bennett. Um, Chloe Bennett, who, I, who, who is flawless. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, Chloe, which I know you don't, but I love you, and I forgive you <laughs> for not showing up for our wedding. Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson. That's it. Yeah, she's she's Don Johnson's daughter, isn't she? Am I too I, old? Did I just date myself? No, she is the daughter of someone famous in Hollywood. I just forget who. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Don Johnson. But oh, speaking of that, uh, I'm going too off topic. But I didn't know that the girl who played Gore's daughter is actually Chris Hemsworth's daughter in real life. Yeah. Did oh, not that's know awesome. that. That's awesome yeah. and adorable, and I support it completely. It and yeah. I loved, I loved the interaction between the two of them at the end of the movie, where oh, yeah. he, it was she's awesome. just like. Uh, well, I don't I, like like cake flaps, and he's like, "Yes, you do." And it's that that felt like an interaction between a parent and a child, you know. Yeah. So, which is how he generally interacts with his hammers, anyway. So, or even the uh, I <laughs> hey, want to wear my uh, hey my writer of slippers. um, hold on, you know, one second, writer of um, what if Miles Morales is Thor? Um, if you wanted to know how to properly do graffiti on Thor's Mjolnir. Uh, drawing a pretty face with makeup by a six-year-old girl was more authentic than any of the graffiti you ever did in any of that entire comic. Yeah, so. let's take a moment to address the fact that what she did was endearing to her yeah. father. And it was and what appropriate. You did was, he, what you did was stupid for and, you. <laughs> yeah, like it's appropriate because if you've ever been around a six or seven-year-old girl, because that's kind of the age she's seen, or child of any gender, you know they're just going to draw stuff wherever they want, regardless of the importance of it. <laughs> I love how he's like, yeah, that's not coming off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he just accepted it. Uh, so. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I, I can honestly say, before we get to the post credit scene, zzz, plural, um, I can honestly say that I, I very much enjoyed this movie. I, both times I watched it, uh, I think it was it was great. I really do. I think it was a great movie. Uh, and I'm I'm officially I'm done with Marvel movies for now. Like I'll so still I, I like, that... to talk about it, but like no, there because that's the problem, right? Like now we watched this movie. It was a good movie. I'm in the camp that some people aren't. I'm not interested in Marvel movies because I get to see my favorite Marvel character now. We had those for decades. I was a fan of Doctor Doom, and I sat through Fantastic Four. You don't get to start telling better stories and then start regressing, but because the gra it's prettier, I have to accept it. Like, no, I'm expecting the same quality. I'm not accept expecting there to be already uh, uh, an established everything as it is. But right now, I am lost. And more importantly... I don't care. 
I don't care what's happening in 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 the uh in the multiverse i don't care that the incursions have started Ooh, i don't care because you didn't make me care i don't care that 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 uh what's it called countess not countess um what's her name madam hydra i don't care that madam hydra contessa uh i don't care that madam hydra is 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 building an evil team why because you haven't made me care you've actually managed to quadruple the amount of content you produce every year and and tell me less over two and a half three years than you did with three movies a year two three movies a year that weren't better also and that's unfortunate that's why that's why i have a problem because now we get to the post credit scenes, and one of them was always the standard. Jane Foster goes to heaven. Sorry, Valhalla. And cool, great. We're never going to see Natalie Portman again. Thank God. Yeah. She's out because she screwed everybody on Thor 3 because she's like, it's not worth my time. Thank God. She did a great job in this movie. I give her nothing but credit. She's a phenomenal actress. Now you're fucking gone. And we got to see Heimdall again. And that made me happy. And he's gone probably yeah, forever. And, and, and now he's gone. Too. Yeah. That was their post-credit scene. And then we get yeah. what can only be described as a scene for no one for no reason. We get Zeus still fucking alive to introduce wait for it fucking Hercules. Bro. Yeah, Bro. you know, Young Avengers. Hercules. No. Okay, so one, I think I'm they kidding, need... I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I was going to say, I thought that Hercules needed to be Fuck, I don't know, even in the main movie, but like if they went through this where they met Zeus and didn't introduce Hercules in any fashion, I think that would have been more frustrating. Yeah, no, I was kind of hoping I do not care about Hercules. That's fine. I get that. Uh, I'm not even defending. And I, just I think, know like, who he is. Yeah. Who the fuck's going to care about Hercules? Bro, Hercules is a demigod. Like, he is half God. Thor bodied Zeus. What fucking threat is Hercules? Now let's go back a step a step further. Thanos was beaten. You're gonna you're gonna in, the, the Eternals post-credit scene introduced an interesting actor as an interesting character to set up something interesting. And that movie was not as good as, as Thor Love and Thunder. Shang-Chi post-credit scene didn't introduce anything to anything, but it did kind of imply there was some technology shit going on. Sure. Is it weak? Yeah, but we'll see where if anything matters. Um introducing Hercules, bro? Bro, I do not care. I do not you just showed us Zeus. You literally just showed us Zeus. I don't now you're going to introduce I mean... his half-son as a threat? Dude, five years ago, literally, count it down. Five years ago, we heard Adam Warlock would come out. COVID happened. I'm not, I don't fucking care. When are we getting Guardians? Next year, I think. Yeah. Next summer. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So, so cool. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Hercules in twenty twenty seven, 
as the main villain of nothing. I I don't know where they're like, gonna put him. That's thing. But I no, know it's it I, I agree with you, right? Like you're right, but it doesn't matter because he doesn't matter. Because we have Kang the Conqueror. We have Kang the fucking Conqueror. Hercules get fucked. You're gonna we're gonna spoil Hercules. The fans are gonna love it. Dude, the fans stopped watching your fucking movies a long time ago. Now you got the people that think Juggernaut's a mutant. That's who's watching Marvel movies now. Like that's oh. the people that post credit scene is for. So like like people had to Google who Clea was. I'm not again, I'm sorry, I'm not gatekeeping. I, if you're I think, happy and you enjoy it, go for it. But hold on. You're, you I, can't make the Clea the thing. The Clea thing's different because like they didn't even fucking say her name. Like I knew who Clea was and they I had name. to Google. She said I, I'm okay, Clea. Oh, okay. I, I, I must have missed that then because, like, after it was I like watched the first that thing movie, she said. Okay. Um, but uh, after I watched the movie, I was like, because uh, I didn't catch the name, and that that's on me for not listening, I guess. But I after I, I watched, I was like, who the fuck was that at the end? Because like it didn't jump off the page. At least with Hercules, right? They said his fucking name. He looked like Hercules, and Hercules is at least a common enough name that they know. Hercules is the son of Zeus. So uh, even if you know nothing else about... I think both were dog about... shit. That's what I'm saying. I think both of the post-credit scenes were dog shit. I think the one with Clea and the one with, with Hercules were both terrible. I think the one with Clea was worse because like that was even more obscure. Like Even if you know I nothing will... about Hercules in the MCU, you at least know Hercules. I will cross-balance that with the idea that... Uh, I, I'm more interested in what Clea said than who she was. Then, sure. Like, so that post credit scene was better for story, even though you might not know who Clea is. Whereas uh, what Zeus said, like, oh, they used to worship the gods. Now they worship superheroes. First of all, that's stupid because there aren't a lot of superheroes. Uh, as a matter of fact, if I remember correctly, Captain Marvel uh, specifically said uh, a lot of worlds... Uh, were hurt by and they don't have you guys so superheroes mm -hmm. aren't ubiquitous across the universe yet but there he's and just talking about earth earth heroes yeah oh okay then he's just talking about earth and now they worship superheroes because they'll kick the shit out of you dude because you're <laughs> because thor, right. thor took your fucking lightning bolt and threw it through you bro and then stole it he stole your fucking lightning bolt and now you're gonna be it. like now you're it. gonna be like Go ahead, half god strong son. If only there were other strong people in the mar. Oh, that's right. That's right, dude. I hope She Hulk bodies Hercules. Oh my gosh, actually, that's all I could, want. He could show up. I he hope he show shows up. I hope he shows up and she just punches him back to fucking Olympus. Just like boom, fuck you, bitch. Signing for a whole episode. Just yeah. I'm here, and then like gets knocked yeah. over. I. Like, I don't know, man. I'm not going to theaters for another Marvel movie. What's the next one? Black Panther? Black Panther. Fuck, man. I, I, I've been interested in that, but like, yeah, I'm just going to wait. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's gonna be. It, it, it goes back to the, the question that I posed earlier, which is um, if, if you are looking for a connected, overarching universe, 
uh, yeah, I could see definitely why that uh, you're pissed. I'm not. I'm not saying that like, but like my. I'm not even pissed. I'm just like I'm bored. You're bored. Not Marvel's pissed, boring me. Bored. Whatever. Yeah. I I go in with going because I'm still that idiot who goes, haha. I just want to see my comic book characters do cool things on screen. I if that makes me a window licker, then so be it. Um, but like I don't, I, I don't go in. I don't think that's fair, both to yourself and to window lickers. Um, <laughs> I, I go to Marvel movies because the same reason why I see this is kind of, I guess I have a different view, which is I thought that the cinematic universe of like the Infinity Saga was cool because yeah. it was connected. But the way I see it, look at comics. Look how many fucking comics are just like these one-off bullshit, no consequence stories that are still fun like look at banner of war right yeah. like i would love if at somewhere down the line they made a banner of the war banner of war movie but if it doesn't connect to the rest of the mcu i'm fucking fine with that you want to know why because i would probably have the most fun in that movie but it could never not connect because your characters already exist look why do you think i love shang chi so much because there was no connectivity in any meaningful way to any of yeah sure the 10 rings that didn't fucking matter shang chi was a blank slate and they told a really good story on the yeah, other moon side uh, moon knight moon knight i thought was great it didn't have to connect it didn't have to i i had criticisms about the idiot producer saying what he said yeah. but it didn't have to connect because it was a good story that was that was standalone on its own merit. It doesn't have to connect, but just don't tell people. Like, wh where's the connection? You'll find out sometime in the future. Like that's or there is none. Shut up. It just happened. They don't have. They don't talk. Like none of that matters. But you can't now have a, like using Banner of War as example. You couldn't redo Banner of War with a different, like, like we. You can't forget that Thor has a child. He can't just have, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, when you set up a continuity, you have to stick to a continuity. When you add something new, you could choose how it enters the continuity. Yeah, and maybe Banner of War itself was the bad example. I just it doesn't like, matter. I'm just a, saying, a, like, a, yeah, anything. You could say Axis. You could say, when you're introducing a new character, you like Adam Warlock. They're introducing Adam Warlock into the Guardians, which means we don't have anything about adam warlock except the fact that he was created by the sovereign that is the only piece of information so if the first thing that happens in the in the in the next guardians movie is they introduce adam warlock and he wasn't created by the sovereign that's a problem that's stupid it doesn't matter because they already said he was that's the issue of continuity i don't care if you're going to introduce something because yes, I do want to watch them. I'm also the same way you are. I want to. I'm not saying I'm never gonna see Black Panther. That's a stupid thing. I'm not gonna yeah. say that. But I'm definitely not going out of my way, because I, the thing that drew me beyond the fact that there are cartoons and movies and TV show. The reason the Marvel and this is period. I don't care what your opinion and not yours, but anyone's opinion is on this. There's a reason why the Marvel Cinematic Universe is successful and the DC Extended Universe is not. And you're going to argue the conversations of 
uh, of success all day long, and then you look at the box office and you look at the scoreboard, and the scoreboard is clear. There's a reason why one of these things has succeeded, and one of them are constantly finding new people to fire. It is because the continuity and care in storytelling, while not pumping out phenomenal movies, was respectful in, at the very least, to the story itself, to the characters themselves, while maybe not to the fans. And the DC Extended Universe, starting with Man of Steel and going all the way to Justice League, was dog shit sandwich smoked inside a dog shit kennel filled with dog shit. And the people who love it will defend it vehemently against people who just thought it was okay because they need it to be good because if it's not, then their opinion is dog shit. And they're not willing to accept that fact. I'm in the exact same page. I don't care if people are enjoying the Marvel movies. That's great. Like, I power to you. They stopped making movies for me and for the people who were interested in Marvel for their connective storytelling. Those movies don't exist anymore. Now they are exclusively making the popcorny movies, which they were always to some degree popcorn, but there was a little bit of a story. There was a thread. You would watch videos. You would rewatch a movie. Dude, James Gunn had a thing for two years where like there was Easter eggs and if he found them, he gave you like signed copies and stuff on Twitter. Like there was rewatchability and an excitement and enjoyability because of the connectivity, not in spite of it. And now the connectivity, it doesn't exist right now. And it did exist because the first movie after Iron Man had Iron Man in it in the post credit scene. And the first movie, which was an Incredible Hulk, and then Thor happened. And there was a character they introduced that was like, oh, wait, that's an Avenger. And then we had Fantastic, uh, not Fantastic, I'm sorry. Then we had Captain America. And then we had Iron Man 2. We had the continuity that set up the story they were immediately going to tell in phase one while hinting at a larger plan way later down at the end of phase three. They didn't know until Avengers they were going to do Thanos. And I promise you and guarantee you they didn't know what that was going to look like at the time. They just had a general idea because they didn't have Spider-Man. There was plans and ideas and the continuity means I'm listening to not a story, but a story in a world. And now I'm having a hard time reconciling all of the different stories in all of the different parts of the world in any way that makes sense to me. That's just my approach. So I don't have a problem with you enjoying it, anyone enjoying what you see because you're there for popcorn, but that's not what I went to. And also that's not what made them successful because I could watch Justice League 30 times in a fucking row because there was so much popcorn action in that movie. That's fine. But because I didn't, because none of the characters were right except Cyborg, maybe. Because none of the characters were the characters, that movie has nothing but just popcorn value. Some people I don't like think that. it has popcorn value and like that. I, I that I'm not talking I about mean, the four hour clusterfuck. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm saying even the original version, like even regardless of like it not connecting to whatever else they were trying to do, setting up for Flashpoint or whatever bullshit they're trying to do, like it wasn't even fun. And I mean, so. I see what you're saying about the connectivity and I'm not saying that I don't see that in phase four. I do get that, but I see phase four as 
yes, a bit of a miss overall. Um, and I hope they bring it back in phase five with the connectivity, but outside of maybe uh, a, definitely Eternals, which was dog shit. Um, like I look at the movies that were in phase four, Shang-Chi, which was new, fresh, super cool. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, which honestly might be my favorite Marvel movie of all time. Um, and then movies like uh, Thor and Doctor Strange that were just fun. So while none of those like connected, um, I, I, I still saw value in them as they uh, were for the MCU overall. It might not have progressed the MCU, but I feel like it fleshed it out, at least in terms of those characters. It might not have, they might've all been sidesteps. And I guess for me, that was good enough until they figure out what the new big bad is that's going to take over probably phase five. Jvini, so. I, I, you got anything? I, I I do miss the connectivity, like, a lot. I don't want to interrupt you guys, but, like, I, I do agree with a lot of this. Like, it was always fun piecing, like, okay, well, they said this, so how does it connect to everything else? Right now, we don't have that. Um, so it's just, I don't know, it's kind of crappy right now. I'm enjoying the stories, and I'm trying to, like, get out of the mindset that they all have to connect. And I think that's just something I have to overcome until they decide to connect them again. Because yeah. I do like the stories they're still doing. It just sucks me thinking, okay, well, we're not going to ever, we might never see Moon Knight work with, say, uh, Miss Marvel, you know? I'm not, I I'm not saying they should, but I'm saying, like, it's just one of those things that's kind of like. But I mean, even in the it, comics, like. Even though, like, the bigger, have... you wouldn't. I'm just saying, like, that's just, that's just something. Um, right here. I'll, like, I'll I want to see a bigger plot coming up. Let me put it this way. Actually, I, I have a really good way yeah. of uh, expressing how I feel about phase four. I think phase four was better than phase two of the MCU. And for reminders, for those of you that don't quite remember what exactly phase two was, it was Iron Man, Iron 3, Man 3, Thor, Thor Dark, Dark World, World, Captain America Age of Winter Ultron. Soldier was better than At, but, any movie than any sure, movie we've but that's gotten so one far. movie. I'm talking about the Correct. phase I'm just, as a I'm whole just saying, in an aggregate. Winter Soldier yes. was better than everything in Phase 4. That's the sure. first thing I want to say. Please continue. I'm, I, But I'm just saying... Uh, continue, yeah. Continue. Name Winter it. Soldier, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man and Wasp. For all of their connectivity to the Guardians overall Guardians of the Galaxy. Plot, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which honestly, outside of uh, Thanos, had probably the most connectivity in that it dealt with directly with Thanos, like all of phase four to me has not all of, sorry, most of phase four has been more enjoyable than phase two. Phase two uh, had weaker movies. I will give you that a hundred percent, like overall, like there were more bad movies, like, like weaker, uh, and still the connectivity made those movies watchable. I, I guess that uh, at the end of the day, that's where I, I value yeah. my time. Like I don't go back and rewatch Iron Man three. I'll go back and no, rewatch Guardians and Winter Soldier, but like I'm not going back and rewatching Thor: Dark World when uh, Ragnarok, or sorry, not Ragnarok, Love and Thunder eventually does come to Disney Plus. I'll go back and rewatch it. If we yeah, ever course. get the Spider-Man movies on Disney Plus, I'll go back and rewatch 
you know, No Way Home anytime. I've rewatched Doctor Strange since it's come back to Disney Plus. Um, I've rewatched Shang-Chi. I, you know, tried to rewatch. No, but like (laughs) Eternals. How about Black Widow? I've rewatched Black Widow. Um, Uh, And I I I rewatched Black Widow as well. Yeah. Uh, Was that worth it? Did you feel good about it? No, it wasn't as good. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first time, but that's because like it wasn't the first time. Um, I agree. And I only mildly, I only mildly enjoyed the first time. I, I again, I had fun. I thought Elena stole the show in that movie, as did like Red Guardian. But like, so I love. I I so here's my problem. You said Avengers: Age of Ultron. I think Avengers Age of Ultron was better than any movie except Spider-Man No Way Home that we've gotten in Phase 4. Uh, I, I, like, uh, and you know my stance on how they character assassinated Ultron. I think it was a better movie. I don't think it was I, I, don't, I don't think it was. I mean, that, yeah. Age of Ultron, you don't think... Okay. Uh, I'm not, this think, is a matter of opinion, man. Like, we, like there's yeah. no... Well, I yeah. mean... It depends what we're looking for, like enjoyability. At the end of the day, story. all of this, all at the end of the day, all of this is a matter of opinion because that's what it is. Um, um, one thing I do yes, want to yes, but there are opinions on... that can be supported, and there are opinions sure. that can't be. Like you no, can't, uh, no, what... no sane person would ever say Thor: The Dark World is the best Marvel movie. Sure, like you would be insane. What... You could say it wasn't bad, but you can you cannot say it's the best by any hold metric on. that measures. Let's hold on. I, I do want to I want to bring up one point because I talked about it in our, my uh, kind of no spoiler review of um, critics have been incredibly harsh on Thor: Love and Thunder, but Correct. the fan score is so much higher. It's like in the eighties, whereas the critic score has it like sixty nine to seventy. What, I want to see what the fan score of, of Avengers Age of Ultron was. On, uh, let's see. On tomatoes. Here we go. So for fan score, okay, so the fan score for Age of Ultron is about the same as Thor Love and Thunder currently. And, and this is incredibly important, that score updates all the time. Like Correct. Thor Love and Thunder could theoretically go up or down. Mm-hmm. Ultron's score at its time was higher than whatever it is now. I remember because I remember Age of Ultron being 90% fan score. Really? Age of Ultron at 90%? Age of Ultron is not a bad movie. It's not. And- I would make an ar- I would love to hear an argument that is it is. I don't. I, I'm not I arguing that it's movie. not. I, I just, I just didn't enjoy it because, like you said, how they butchered Ultron. Yeah, I was pissed. I like. I don't think it was perfect. I don't think it was nearly as good as the first. Avengers I just don't movie. think it. I just but, think it was worse than to me. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, or you know. I think it was about to me. I enjoy Age of Ultron about as much as I enjoy Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was a horror movie. It was a horror action movie. Thor: Love and Thunder is saying... a comedy action movie. Yeah. So the only movies rom-com. we can so so the it's just a comedy action movie. Like it's not like they're all action plus. 
So like it's un like you can't compare Thor: Love and Thunder to Captain America: Winter Soldier because Captain America: I'm... Winter Soldier was an action drama. I'm I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying you it cannot be done. You can say I like them more or less, but those movies are very separate, so they have different. You might like comedies more than you like dramas. Um, the reason Iron Man three didn't work was because it had shit fucking comedy attempts. And if you really do pay attention, it all falls flat in the comedy. It was that that attempt at 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 humor that just didn't land. Like Guy Ritchie's character and um. Uh, who's the guy? Shane Black, I think it was the director. Shane Black's direction doesn't work in that type of story with the stories we followed from Iron Man. Iron Man was snarky humor, not tell jokes humor. You laughed at what he was saying and doing. You didn't laugh at what happened. Thor Love and Thunder is like slapstick comedy. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies has a little bit of slapstick comedy, but it's more sci-fi. The movies have their own little pool in the genre. Shang-Chi was fantasy. Um, Black Widow was something. Eternals was also something. Um, what? I don't know. Nobody knows. But, like, I, I don't care about general ratings or reviews uh, in general. Like, like I don't care if, if critics like it. I do think critics have been very harsh on Thor Love and Thunder. Because, and I don't think I'm being harsh on the movie because I enjoyed it and I recommend everyone see it. But at the same time, I'm not being critical of Thor Love and Thunder. I'm being critical of Kevin Feige. I think what happened is we're having a very standard issue Lucas issue right now. Which is either he has the full keys to the castle and he has no idea what he's doing. The people who were keeping him in check are no longer keeping him in check. Which is what happened with the uh, the prequel trilogy. George Lucas's stabilizing like influences were no longer there, so he got to just do whatever he thought first time, first draft, and nobody like affected him because he was a billionaire. Why would you? He was a yes, you know, everyone yes manned him to death. Or it's the opposite. Kevin Feige no longer has the creative control he did at the beginning when he was when he was working on it. So now he's trying to make other things that other people are coming up with or other mandates that are coming from wherever that he no longer has access to but ultimately this is his baby and i like i'm not feeling it anymore i agree phase two was the weakest phase up to this phase but at the and we won't know until the next phase but let me just leave it on one thought right before this becomes another half an hour um yeah i just want to leave this on one thought if you haven't watched a single marvel movie since endgame Right? How many more movies do you think, like, from from where we are? So you saw Endgame, and that's it. How many more movies are going to come out before, like, it's, it's, it's worth it to do it again? Um, what's the, the movie... What's the movie... That's going to make you, okay, now I have to catch up. Because right now, there is, if you, the only movie that like, actually, to be fair, there were some, like I said, there were some good ones. If you haven't touched a Marvel movie since Endgame, you haven't seen No Way Home, you haven't seen Doctor Strange, you haven't seen any of the TV shows, haven't seen Shang-Chi Eternals, 
is your life worse? Like, do you, are you, if you went in to see Thor Love and Thunder right now, are you like, wait, what about the other 12 movies? No, they, none of them, none of them matter. That's, that's kind of the, there's no inkling that I should look at the other movies, which have always been present in the Marvel stuff. And that you didn't have to, you could just watch the movie you liked. But how many years, like, what's the next point do you suspect somebody's going to be like, oh, I have to do all my catching up now? Because it doesn't exist as of right now. There's nothing to catch up to, you know, at least as far as I see. It was a question, though, like, if you had an answer, I didn't. Uh, I'm, like, I'm it wasn't going to be like, I'm speaking. Like, I, I, I mean, I've seen things where Feige has said that phase five is gonna have is like their big plan uh like i i don't know if that just means that i mean obviously at this point there's nothing they can do to change phase four or you know the whatever possible damage phase four is done um i think ant-man and wasp and the quantumanium i think is probably the first time that we're going to get a marvel movie that actually is going to matter to the cinematic universe as a whole um who knows though? Vinny? Um I I'm kind of saying but with uh Amen the Loss, Quantum Media, Quantum Mania. But uh also like I'm really hopeful for Fantastic Four, personally. I but to I, me that's the movie I'm excited for right I now. I was hopeful I for Nowhere Thor, Soon. Love and Thunder, and I was hopeful for Doctor Strange. You know, like I the and again I enjoyed the movies, but we are in the phase two of the of of the marvel universe again of the phase two of marvel universe yeah we are we are in the second phase two we are in there might be in a a couple occasional good movie but the 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 rest of them are just kind of fucking there we're not in phase one we're not in the which is why it's so fucked because we are trying to introduce a fuck ton of new characters a like giving a whole bunch of new characters new story we're not fleshing out thoughts anymore right and then it's like oh shang chi that was okay that was it was it was really fun well what did that set up ah well there was an end credit scene with people what were they setting up oh we don't know yet yeah oh but wait wasn't kang and loki yeah are you gonna insta gib kang because if quantum mania ends and kang is like Gibbed? <laughs> uh, I like, don't want to think about that. Okay, but so we're we'll, all on the same we'll page. Get there. If they, if the, we get to Quantumania and Jonathan Majors is like killed and not cast again as Kang in a different, like, if we don't see Kang after that, like, like, like we you ride, can kill right? Kang, like, we, we, but like we, because we of the, the nature Court. of Kang, it needs to, he needs to come back. Like, just because you kill one Kang. He even admitted there's infinite more Kangs. Like, you can't just... Maybe they're trying to do too much. Maybe that's the issue. They're trying to do too much. Maybe they're trying to do too much. Maybe they're trying to tell so... Like, because, like, dude, I don't even think Doctor Strange's side... Like, he's the incursions. Like, well, that's not related to Kang at all. Even though it could technically (laughs) be. Like, I guess it could technically be because of the multiverse war. All right, but... Yeah, but the Thunderbolts. All right, but... Dude... For what? If, if this in, if let me put it in a different perspective, if you guys wanted to do the Thunderbolts, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye thing, we should be done with it by now. 
whatever that was supposed to set up, we should be it should be over. Like that should have been like, hey, let's get this this mini arc inside done. Like, cause guess what? Two fucking months, two years from now, when we get Thunderbolts, I'm not gonna give a shit. I'm not gonna go rewatch Falcon and Winter Soldier to hear Sam fucking Wilson yell at a senator again. Or uh, um, what's it called? Do better, Marvel. Black Widow movie. Yeah, you know what, Marvel? Do better. Do better, Marvel. Where did all the good writers go? I'm not even giving it to the directors. The directors are doing great. I don't think there's a movie that looks like it's poorly directed. Even Black Widow, I don't think it was poorly directed. I mean... I think the story was... I gone. know... Yo, Morbius know has what... a 16? That's terrible. I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's like four too high. Wait, somehow it has a 16 critical rating and a 71 audience score, but again... Oh, that's because the internet is full of degenerates and who have memed its way into... (laughs) But do you do understand that that's why I don't trust any... uh, No, I get it, but my entire point was, like, oftentimes, uh, especially lately, it seems like, uh, like, the critic score will be, like, okay or whatever, and then the user rating score, for whatever reason... Uh, just people are getting pissy and throwing hissy fits and uh, like bombing it. So like, I get what you're saying, but it, it just was interesting to me in this case of like how low the critic rating score of the, uh, Thor was and how much higher the user critic score. Cause usually lately it's just been the opposite. Look up so. uh, Eternals. I think that's the opposite. I think it's, uh, I don't remember. I don't I think Eternals. Yeah. I think Etern no, Eternals had a shit critical review and a slightly higher audience review, but that movie was dog shit. But it wasn't I dog think, shit. But see, now do you understand? Now th- now do you understand why I say like I don't care what the audience score is? Because the people who thought Eternals was good are the ones who are voting. I'm looking at it right now. It's 47% on critic score and 78% on audience score. If it was like 47, 55, I'd be like, yeah, that's fair. Some people like there, that movie was, that movie had moments. I no longer believe that people are enjoying the movie. I now believe that people are so ingratiated with liking Mar. I think it's Nickelback. I think it's so easy to make fun of Nickelback that people who've never heard Nickelback are like, except that one fucking song, like maybe or photograph or something, are like Nickelback sucks. Like Nickelback doesn't suck. They're not a shit band. They're a triple platinum fucking band. They clearly don't suck, but their their style of music is definitely like, yeah, all right, I get it. So like they're not a, I'm not a fan of Nickelback, but I don't hate the fucking guys. But that's the point. I, yeah. So many people are on the meme now. Like Marvel is its own meme unto itself. Like if you don't like Marvel movies, something's wrong with you. And because we don't live in a society of rational, sane people who talk anymore, we only live in a society of tribalism. Then if you're not a fan of something, then you're the wrong person. That's why I don't care if you enjoy the movie. I hope you do. Because find anything that makes you fucking happy, right? As long as it ain't illegal and don't hurt nobody. But from my perspective, nothing Marvel is doing is giving me the same feelings that the movies used to. Maybe I'm getting older. Maybe things have changed. Or maybe I'm right and they're just doing a shit job of telling their stories. 
I don't know. Or all of the but, above. But only time will tell. The reason why time will tell is because it's how the voices move. When you start hearing more voices criticizing something than praising it, it's 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 not the vocal minority and vocal majority. It's the voices. Doesn't matter who it is. I think that the vocal majority of people don't care about the quality of the Marvel movies anymore. They just care that it's the newest Marvel movie. I think it's become more popular to like Marvel. Hell, we have a fucking podcast on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like we're doing a podcast because it's so popular that we can accidentally succeed like talking about Marvel stuff. And 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 that's fine, but I I can't look at like any rating. I can't look at any rating system. I have to look to a person who rates things the way I do, like uh, Jeremy Johns or sometimes Red Letter Media and never Critical Drinker, uh, almost never Critical Drinker, actually. I think one time. Oh, my gosh. He's the worst. Critical Drinker is, is is a problem. I, um, yeah, but but again, it doesn't matter because if you don't know who Critical Drinker is, that's fine. But like some five to ten million people do, because sure. that's how many subscribers he has. You know, like and and if they're if they hear him and he's like, oh, Ms. Marvel's terrible because she's brown, and I don't know if he's ever said that, but like that doesn't necessarily sound like something he wouldn't or would say. Um, like if he says something like that. Or anyone is like, oh, I hate Ms. Marvel because I don't like Muslims. Like, if someone says that, right, like, it doesn't matter if you're like, well, that guy's an asshole. It matters how big his fucking audience is. It's the same thing. Like, it's the same thing with new rock stars and Eric Voss. Eric Voss defends Marvel, like, vehemently. And it's like, dude, you could just say it wasn't great. He's like, no, we got to give the She-Hulk, like, like, She-Hulk, you know, don't worry, guys. Like, they work really hard. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. It looks stupid. Say it looks stupid. No, you can't even do that because Marvel lets you see the movies early and you don't want to piss off Daddy. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I like. I, I feel bad saying it, but, like, Thor, Love, and Thunder was fucking a phenomenal movie and I'm just getting sick and tired of Marvel putting out really good movies that don't do anything when their, no, their brand is built on both. Or at the very least, some of each, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Final thoughts, everybody, except me, because I'm done. I'd watch the movie. Oh, I'd I watch like, the movie. I just, I any thoughts? Yeah, we all would. We always said that already. Oh yeah. Yeah, go oh, okay. theater. Go go in IMAX. Fuck that movie's it's gorgeous. You 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 definitely need to see that movie in a theater because unless you unless you have a home theater, you're not getting the same color. Um, and like movie yeah well i i'm hoping for the best of the future that's all i can say i but i don't i i'm not saying i i i'm not gloom and dooming so that's my thought i'm not gloom and dooming i'm just saying uh it's up to them to surprise me now because i'm going ahead and assuming that everything they come out with until maybe quantum mania because i love jonathan majors like like i assume all like i assume every movie they we get it. until ant-man and the wasp is just going to be mediocre at best that's they my... have to recourt reseduce you no it's not about it's not like my arrogance isn't that fucking high no no what i mean like, is i'm like... just saying like like i'm saying 
the three reasons. They have to I, give you a reason to care again, like you said. Give me, give me a reason to buy tickets for the midnight showing, and not just like I get screener copies of movies. Okay, spoilers, everybody. I know people. I get screener copies of movies, which is why I usually see movies uh, either the day they release or like a day or so before them. So yes, I am an industry insider in that way. I do. I did see Black Widow before it was even released, like months before it was even released. Like I see these movies, and I like I, I don't have any other way to like describe it. Like I don't care, and I'm getting them early. And other people are like, "Well, I wish I can get them early," and I'm like, oh, "Be be more relevant. Be as relevant as I am to the people that think rel- that can do that." I'm not saying I'm important, but I'm saying there's somebody somewhere that thinks I'm am enough to give me a screener copy of a movie. So like now I'm like if you don't give me a screener copy of Black Panther I'm just not going to go see it. I'm not waiting for reviews. I'm not wondering. I'll let you guys see it and then you guys will tell me and I'll be like, "Okay, well, I guess that's it." You know. No final thoughts on anything else? Oh, not on on my end. All right, well, episode 1 What? Axe Judgment. I was just going to say, I'm excited for the Axe Judgment. So the next couple of weeks in comics, I am excited for. And yep. We got next week, we got uh, the Darkhawk uh, storyline arc. We got some couple more comics going on. And then uh, the finale of Ms. Marvel. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in on our rant bullshit. Uh, we will be trying to keep slightly longer podcasts now uh, for your listening pleasure. Have a good night. Have a great day. Be safe out there. And goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week on Marvel. Bye. See ya.